0: Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, maybe like the Bruce Cruise podcast, then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you, so your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no Minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today.
1: Welcome everybody to another edition of To The Turnbuckle. That's right, it's Tuesday and you damn sure gum, well know what that means. I'm Logan Loganity Morris so or whatever's left of him. I stayed up way too late watching wrestling last night to catch up to everything. I know that. So um, I'm, I've am i got my, uh, <clears throat> my beverage that I can't say on the air because they don't pay me. They don't pay me. They don't pay me. They don't, but they could. Alright, and with that we have to introduce uh, these two double loving Mick loving stuffing Mick double individuals. That's right, you two quarter pounder boys. You you like a quarter pounder napper? Yeah. You like a quarter pounder? Yeah. What about you, McCarthy? You like a you like a quarter pounder at McDonald's?
2: Well, I think he's having some issues, so we'll come back
1: all right. to Alright. Okay. So while you're working all that out, I like a nice I like a nice double quarter pounder with cheese. You know, they they call it a Royale with cheese. I don't know why I'm talking Quarter-Pounders, but I am, boys and girls. I am, I am, I am. I sure am talking Quarter-Pounders. It is. yeah. Okay, with that, we got to introduce, we have to officially introduce, the man that puts the produce in producer. I'm talking about the man that's so macho, he's got the hottest wheels, not only in motorsports, Not only in professional wrestling, but in all of podcasting, hell, all of the world. The man that is so slick, if the oil man wouldn't need a tin can if he ran into Travis Knapper, I can promise you. There are a few people more slick. He's an icon in mine, in his own mind. I'm talking about Travis Knapper. How are you, buddy?
2: Well, once everything gets going here and we finally get some life back into Mr. McCarthy, we might actually be doing pretty well, but so far... I'm doing pretty well, had a pretty good weekend, had a pretty good holiday, worked most of it, so a little bit on the dog-tired side, but Um, I got wrestling to talk about, so I got a little bit of things to be amped up about, so let's get into it, let's get started. Look, I
1: I look forward to it uh, as we... look. Hey, look, I know that we're in the middle of a screen freeze because we're recording MacArthur right now. But how sad does that man? Look, I mean that's that's miserable. That's the face you make when you watch AEW every week, right there. That's that's the face you make, D- or Monday Night Raw, or uh, like, like, definitely,
2: I, 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 definitely Monday keep Night. I
1: people wrong. go, well, he's being unfair again today. No, no, you just got to give me time. Just got to give me time. Um. It it uh, was double or nothing weekend, and, and I, you know, I, uh, you know, they had a big fan fest, fan fester Fan fan. That's I, uh, probably offensive. I'd like some. I'd like some pasta. Uh, I'm hungry. Me too. You hungry, buddy? Yes. I'm hungry. Of course, I. Am. Of course, I'm hungry. So do we talk double or nothing while waiting on McCarthy, or what?
2: Do we talk? Talk about more food. All right. I mean, we should probably talk about wrestling. Wrestling at some point. That's what they yeah. probably watch us for. Wrestling if they at do
1: some point. Re- re- uh, at some point, we'll talk some wrestling here. That's the thing. All right. Double or nothing results. The uh, pay per view extravaganza. It was double or nothing from Tony Khan, man, and the boys. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Look, it was hey-o. Hey-o. Look, Tony, we love you. Call me, sponsor me. Uh, we'll put the we'll we'll, we'll put the AEW and awesome just like Mister Mac Daddy McCarthy mm-hmm. does. Uh, look, double or nothing. Here's how we're going to do this thing. Uh, here's how here's how we're going to do this thing. We're gonna we're gonna because we can't talk about Jericho without the king of the Jericho holics. It's it's hard to even talk about Kenny Omega without him. So, let's, let's jump. Let's let's jump. That just, means we
2: can, that just means we can talk bad about him, and McCarthy can't say anything. You're right. I mean. It's not as if he watches the show, so. It's,
1: it's a fair point. You
2: never know. Let's consider this.
1: Uh, because was the Impact World Championship online Sunday evening? No. 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 Not, wasn't talked about. Wasn't mentioned. Did you see Rich Swann,
2: perhaps? You know, I, I, I might have missed him. Ah I, damn. I, I, I swear there was at one point one point where I swear I saw him out of the corner of my eye, but it was a bug. Mm. I, I just Darn it. He's a fly. He was a fly. Uh, Marty
1: make fly,
2: damn it. Uh I mean he moves and grooves like a fly.
1: Oh, he gets it going. He gets it flat going. And so uh so you telling me the impact championship wasn't on the line?
2: I believe that is exactly what I'm telling you.
1: But if I'm not mistaken, at an Impact Pay Per View, the AEW World Championship was on the line. Yes. Does that feel fair to you? No. Huh? Can't say that it huh. does. I'll be, I will be a doggone. I will be a doggone. A doggone. A doggone. Dog All the way gone. All the he he gone. He gone. He gone. Uh You're telling I think me it
2: was a song at one point.
1: You you. <laughs> so you're telling me. You're telling me. Big Stevie C, thank you for commenting, my friend. Do appreciate you as always. You be sure to tune in and watch Heel and Face podcast every Sunday right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. There's nobody like Big Stevie C. He's much more fair than me, that's for sure. Yep. So what I'm saying is, Steve, you put out a better product. We do appreciate you. (laughs) Uh, We do appreciate you for getting us hooked up right here on Heel Turn Wrestling. All right. Fine. We'll talk about it. All right. Did the right guy win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, eh. I think so. Here, here's how, here's how here's how crappy he is the world champion, not maybe anything in the pay per view. Uh, that's I mean, what is that Vince logic? You know, because remember during that CM Punk run, the 434 days iconic. Remember how many pay per views he main event? <laughs> not many. It was it was few and far between until he turned heel. Yep, yep. Um, look. Was this a good match? Sure it was. Sure it was. But again, I, I'm I'm reminded of the fact that oh, there's the belt collector, not defending any of the belts he collects. Not only is Impact Wrestling getting the shaft, no, AAA. Hey, Conan. Yeah, what's up, boy? We saw you. You know, we we saw him in that little cameo.
2: Now, supposedly, he is supposed to defend the AAA belt at least. Against Andrade, Andrade—that's a big leg match. I don't remember when that's supposed to take place. Are you looking I... forward to that match, huh? Oh, absolutely.
1: You want to dial in for? it?
2: I would very much consider it.
1: All right. So, we're, as you can tell, boys and girls, we're just Wax Pro action because that's what we're doing here. We're having fun. We're having. We're having good old. Fun. We're
2: running some look, we're, look, look. Hey, I think he's alive. Oh, hey, sorry. It's Maybe. alive. Maybe. I spoke to... Oh, no! There he oh, is! beautiful. Okay. Ah.
0: Sacked just some technical pin, difficulties, up, right. guys. My bad. Uh-huh. Yes, you're right. It is your bad. Oh, your bad. wow. Yeah.
1: It's wow. bad that we're making you wait. We were just talking about all the great things that Kenny Omega's done professional wrestling. Um... I'm sure you all were all the great things give us your thoughts on this world championship match that did not include the impact world title
0: i mean why would it include the impact world title i mean it's <clears throat> it is AEW after all i'm just just going to throw that out there just for a second i thought this match was great i think it did everything it was supposed to do it cemented kenny as an even more heel it really put over the fact that the crowd loves orange cassidy and Pac was like right there the whole time with orange cassidy with the crowd behind him and they actually almost convinced you that they were gonna beat kenny omega but to no avail the crowd loves Orange Cassidy, so we're not... We're
1: he, he sells more t-shirts than anybody in the company, bar in a tragedy. I don't know why we wouldn't cash in on that, but the world title... I mean, I think he's a jack wagon, but hey, it works.
2: Cash in, I see what you did there.
1: Yeah, cash in. Uh, let's go have a mimosa bath instead. That'll really put butts in the seats. Uh look, did the right guy win, Mr. McCarthy?
0: Come on, come on. Did the right guy win? Yeah, the right guy won for the story they're telling that I've been telling you for months. And all out, Adam Hagman Page will take that championship from Kenny Omega. In September. Wow, we have to wait. Yeah, oh I don't like
1: no. That. I mean who's this guy think he is? Brock Lesnar? He's not half the athlete.
2: <laughs> and half the size. He is about half the size.
1: We hear it to the Turnbuckle but aren't judging anybody's size. If you can't tell, I I'm I'm in shape. Round is a shape. Um So Alright. Mr. Napper, let's let's be the analyst that the folks deserve, that the Buckle Brigade
2: deserve. Yes.
1: What'd you think of this world championship match? Did the right guy win? You know the answer to that, and it's
2: not. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to disappoint you because I am going to say that I do think the right guy went over. Um, Just for the simple fact of what McCarthy said, all jokes aside, they did an incredible job of making you believe that either one of those two guys legitimately had a shot to win the the match, which you can't really say in some of the Kenny Omega matches. There have been a few matches that he's had, championship matches, where I don't feel like we can say that, where you believe that the other guy is really going to beat him. But there were a good couple of moments in this match where I legitimately did think that Orange Cassidy was going to beat him and that Pac was maybe going to try to steal a win here or there from Orange Cassidy or from Kenny Omega. So they did an incredible job, I thought, from that. And these three show they have so much chemistry together. We already knew that Pac and Orange Cassidy had pretty good chemistry together from their match. They had really revolution the first one. Um, they showed incredible chemistry there, and it's only seemed like it's gotten even better. And then add Kenny into the mix. Not a big fan, obviously. You and I both not the biggest Kenny Omega fans. But oh,
1: we we'll gave we we'll gave that away.
0: <laughs> we, we just
2: we kind of alluded to it just a little bit. Did but. We- I I thought all three of them did very well. I'm much like in agreement with you, though, where I'm hoping that soon someone takes that belt off Kenny Omega because I'm I'm getting a little sick and tired of seeing it on his face because he's got all these belts. Nobody's going to take them off of him. And you hate him for it, so so it's working. (laughs) (laughs) So. <laughs>
1: Pac should start coming out and doing that Right there uh, That's what Pac should do every single week Hell if he'd have done that in WWE he'd have got over Alright Look, here's my, Yes did the right guy win Yeah is Kenny Omega in the In the conversation for best wrestler in the world right now Yeah is he No but he's in the conversation AJ Styles Randy Orton I mean frankly I think Brock Lesnar Is better than he is as far as what wrestling's all about but he's, he's right there. Like, he's on the Mount Rushmore of today's faces. I said it, McCarthy. Are you happy?
0: Yes. Are you Finally, happy? Yeah. recognize his greatness. Sure. In, because in best ever or best currently is always going to be subjective. So anyone that truly is the best has to be in the conversation, and I'm not taking anything away from the Randys and the AJ Styles.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and and those of us that have to subject ourselves to the lack of charisma that is Kenny Omega. All right, let's talk about men with charisma because uh, we got plenty of time to talk about how awful Kenny Omega is in in many many ways. Wow. But, but let's let's not do that for too long. The right guy did win, fine. We, I know the story. I hope the former teacher Adam Hayman Page is the next world champion. Anybody but Kenny Omega at this point. Anybody. It's it's like, it's like Bray Wyatt back in the day. Anyone but you, Roman. Anyone but you. Literally, David Arquette could come back and I'd be like, Great call, Tony. Great call. Great call. All right. The Inner Circle uh, got a W they didn't need. Uh, over the pinnacle. Oh, let's say that out loud. I was supposed to wait, wasn't I? Uh, McCarthy. Hmm. Explain this to me. How this happens Yes, technically Do I think they needed the win With the story you're going to tell Because why do we do a BS We're never going to get together again It's wrestling, stop lying to me It's wrestling And they're a popular faction I'll see you in five years for the reunion tour Uh, So uh, McCarthy, though I You know, I don't remember my official prediction Was it the inner circle or was it the pinnacle I think you picked the inner circle because I thought it made the most er, sense. Because nah. uh, I, I thought it made the most sense to not have this match because we just had Blood and Guts, a.k.a. War Games, a.k.a. used to end feuds, a.k.a. Tony should know. Uh, and now now the Pinnacle uh, loses the Stadium Stampede uh, Big League Entrance Inner Circle matchup. It was a cool entrance. You know, they're scaling down. It's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> so McCarthy... Did the right faction win uh, with the guy with the bad elbow and he's 50 and all that? And then where the hell... This is what I really want you to... I want you to zero in because I know that you have Tony Khan on speed dial, number one, for your favorite uh, federation. Where the hell do we go from here?
0: They don't go anywhere. The feud is done. Over with Kaput. So we're tied over. The pinnacle couldn't do and reach their goal of dismantling the inner circle. And the inner circle comes out unscathed, still a strong faction ready for Sammy Guevara to have a singles run. And Santana and Ortiz begin their climb to the top of the tag team division.
2: So basically doing what we should have done six months ago and doing it now. <laughs>
1: um, ladies and gentlemen, if you tuned into this show last week, and we sure hope that you did, or if you've listened on Anchor Spotify and the various other platforms that this that this illustrious three hours of broadcasting excellence is on, um you remembered that McCarthy said, and I might look I know he's ninety-two and he looks great, but the mind can only stay sharp for so long. So let me help you, McCarthy. I remember you said it's time for the Inner Circle to break up, and, and, you know, that's the story we're telling here. Well, somebody forgot to write the last chapter. That, or I went to the library and got a book that's had a few pages ripped out.
0: Uh, shout out to the library. Most people don't go to those anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm okay enough to admit when I was mistaken. They proved me wrong. What can I say? All right, we were mistaken in the result. All right, fine.
1: Were they mistaken in their booking,
0: Mr. McCarthy? That's what I wanted to know. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. That was fantastic. The entire match. At this match point, you're Keeping me. Is that, Travis no, no, that match was amazing. Jericho deserved to win with his dislocated elbow and all, fighting valiantly through the Jacksonville Jaguar offices getting help from Urban Meyer of all people.
1: Don't even get me started. No,
0: Watch out laptops and footballs when Chris Jericho's around. Mean well, need Someone needs to
1: teach Urban a little kayfabe. Cause what's he do? He posts a picture going, we had fun watching that scene back. That scene back. That scene back. Damn you Urban. Not only do you follow my Penn State Nittany Lions, now you have crossed the line. You have foiled K-Fabe. I won't stand for this.
0: I mean, to I be fair, K-Fabe got, got spoiled by September the internet. 30, Let's 000, just be
1: honest. on Thursday night. I'm going to see you live. The Cincinnati Bengals play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me tell you something. I'm on the visitor sideline. That's where I'm sitting. I'm going to go, Urban. I tolerated the Penn State abuse. And, but K-Fabe? No. 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 No! If I'll call out Mark Calloway, a man that I love, that I'd I, I, I lick the bottom of his boots, then damn it, don't post a picture on Twitter at least until like a week after the match. Instead, he's like, two hours later. Wait, come on. Come on, Urban. But yeah, I'll seriously be in Cincinnati that day. It's that's, that's not, yeah, about, about tickets. I'm gonna shout at Tim Tebow. Um, it's well, I like yeah. I, uh, I mean, if you still there? I like, I like big time, Timmy Jim. So, all right. So, why? What, what? What's the story now, McCarthy? What's the story now? Good talk, McCarthy. McCarthy and New Harris. Maryland. Wait, Maryland. Well,
0: there was an issue with my There audience. we go. What
1: did you ask me? Hello, beautiful man. So let me ask you, what's the story now? What?
0: What is the story now, McCarthy? What is the story now? Yeah, for the pinnacle or for the inner circle? Both. Both.
1: (laughs) Oh, they're separate now. We've only had two blood matches.
0: They are separate now. It's totally fine. It's going to move on bigger and better things. The feud will still kind of be there in the background because you can't climb to the top of the AW Tag Team division without getting through FTR. Sean Spears very well may be a stepping stone into the title pictures. Then you got Wardlow, who's bound to have a monster run towards the TNT Championship sooner rather than later.
1: Mr. Knapper, I've, I have talked enough for a little while. It is your turn to take on this, whatever all this is. Give me your thoughts and prayers for McCarthy, who obviously is losing his mind.
2: Yes, prayers indeed. I worry about him every day that I'm at work because it seems like it's only getting worse and worse and
1: I mean he's batted as long yeah. as he could
2: I yeah he did he's, he's, he's got a, he's got a good point he did his best um I will not disagree with him on one thing okay. the match was very good I do agree with that mm-hmm. I thought it was very entertaining from what I got to saw which got to see which a-
1: hell of a scene
2: yes it was a hell of a scene. Especially with the few different scenes that I got to see. Because I didn't get to... I did not order double or nothing. So I've been having to piece together through highlights and YouTube videos and all that. Fun jargon. so I had to kind of piece this match together bit by bit. Thanks to YouTube. Which, actually, there were a couple good YouTube videos that showed a good majority of these matches. So that helped out a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to YouTube. Yes. Uh... It was a good match. It really was. From the the bits that I actually got to see, it had me entertained, had me intrigued. <laughs> All the weapon use was pretty entertaining, the different ways that they went about it. But I'm with you. Like, I, how are we going to have how are we going to end this at 1-1 and just leave it there? When has that ever happened in wrestling before? To where it's not a joke. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Why? Why are we doing this? If, if, if that is actually their plan... I, I think there's a trilogy. I think they're doing there it. There has to be. There has to be. Well, because there it will makes be. It's just going to no be a sense while. If you We're just say, oh, no, this. those last two weeks didn't matter. Loser
0: leaves AEW. What, McCarthy, do you have something to say? Oh, wow. I said, um... What did I say? I said, yeah, six, seven months down the road, we'll have the third one.
2: I mean, that's... That's fine. That's fine, but as long gonna, as
1: there's a third one. We're going to have a third one, though, at All Out.
2: You made it sound like there was... We're just forgetting this existed. No, that's yeah, I mean, who's crazy. booking this, Vinny?
0: We're just going to revisit so MJF and the Pinnacle can regroup and figure out how to defeat the Inner Circle. Because really, at Blood and Guts, it was... More chicanery than winning. What are they going to do? Did so Spears? Because they think that's
1: life. Let's leave, let's leave adult butters alone here. Adult butters. Uh, the whole thing is chicanery. The whole thing. Both sides. It's got
2: more chicanery than chicanery, all right? It's got more chicanery than Daytona road cars. That's a lot of chicanes. That's a lot of chicanes
1: going to be some chicanes am A Different show, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, fine, McCarthy. Continue your big, big spin. Uh, uh, honest to God, I mean, look, if you think Fox News and CNN can spin a left or right, you haven't seen anything until you have sat for a whole episode of To the Turnbuckle where McCarthy puts Don Lemon and Sean Hannity to shame.
0: To shame. Shame, sir. Wow, that's I don't, I'm not sure I if that's I need a to contact what Bill to
2: find out who did his graphics for the no spin cycle.
1: I'm telling you, I'm telling you because there's a lot of spin. I mean, <laughs> I mean, are you Anderson Cooper be so proud? Tucker Carlson he should take notes. We're calling out both sides so no one gets all pissed off or they both get pissed off. I don't care.
2: I think they should all take notes from us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Why can't we be friends, McCarthy? I mean, Rachel Maddow and Lauren Ingram should really sit down.
0: Yep. You okay. know why? Because Move. all those ridiculous politicians won't watch pro wrestling. That's why. That's why. Because no matter and Yet they rip your it off every single time they do a debate. Favorite I'm, company. Uh, look, all I'm saying is, is you put
1: all those to shame. They're getting those pundits. That lie to you about spinning, you're
2: doing that for free. All right. I see a good comment. Lay it on me. Big Stevie says the football coach who famously accused the SEC schools of spying in his practices and keeping tight lipped during press conferences breaks kayfabe. Well, it's
1: because he's a sack of pooey. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So I, it's oh, I, I, sorry. I just, I'm a, I'm a Penn State fan. We are, brother. We are. Uh, all right. Darby Allin and Sting defeated Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky. Uh, I'll start here quickly. Sting surprised a lot of us. All of us. Um, I do want to make note of the match length: a grand total of twelve minutes and thirty seconds. So, and he already has another comment as to why the taker match didn't pan out. Let it go, buddy. All right. If the big man don't want to work with you, that's
0: that's that's just right. Uh, I mean, to be fair, he was asked the question, and all to, he did was. To answer. be fair, he should stop commenting on it. All right. Wow, wow. They should stop asking him. Yeah,
1: it, it, both uh, like okay, because what, literally, what to me, here's what Sting's doing, and we're going to get to the match, but this is my quick little rant right here, right? Sting is baby facing himself against Taker. He's making him look. Like, he's he's making Taker look like the ultimate heel. And look, all you got to do is follow Taker on Twitter and Instagram and give him time for that. Um, so uh, that's all I'm saying is, can we stop? Like, we get it. Taker probably didn't want to work with you, but if Taker's telling the truth, you also lied about you guys ever talking about it. So because Taker says they never discussed it, and Sting says they did on a plane ride back from Thirty One Resume Thirty One. So somebody, somebody lied. I don't know who. Can we just leave the two Texas Christians alone, please? All right. The two Texas right, right-wing right Christians alone, please. Can we just separate them? One's doing their thing in AEW. The other is detoxing from wrestling. And, and so... The match is never going to happen. And that's probably okay at this stage. (laughs) Like, I wish it would have 20 years ago. All right, let's talk about the match that actually did take place. Uh, Sting, Darby Allen, defeated even Baden Torbio Sky. A great, a great showing for Sting. Not such a great showing for how to make a new star. McCarthy, spin me. McCarthy's having all sorts of technical issues. This man... This is why this is why he's got to come on in right here. Oops, right, right asked. here is why you got to come on in, McCarthy.
0: Close Rare out those difficulties. I'm sorry.
1: Close out those other tabs that we can't mention the name of. All right.
0: Wow. That, wow. <laughs> all
1: right. So spin me on why this was. All right. I I think this was. Look, I knew Sting and RBL, I'm going to win. Sting, like Taker, is not. You're putting people out by getting in the room with them. That's the idea. But he said that Scorpio, Scott, and Ethan Page were going to win this sucker, and they didn't. Napper, what are your thoughts?
2: I was a little surprised that they didn't end up going that direction. I, I felt like that was probably the right way to go. getting another
1: legend, pal. Here, get a little sweat off my
2: paint. And, and to your point, you're right. A lot of times that seems to be the way they go, especially with legends like this, where the getting over part it is you better is, have a good match. Hey, with me. you're in the ring. You're going to have a good match with me. Yep. You know, by making me look good, you look good. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, which True. it works. True. It works. um Did we all not
1: walk out respecting AJ Styles 10 times more than we already did yeah, after absolutely. the Boneyard?
2: Absolutely. Because we know Taker can't do that his damn self. No. Um,. And It's kind of hard because on one side, I think that Darby Allen needed the win because we have to keep looking strong if you're Darby Allen, especially if they have any hopes of pushing him anywhere to- anywhere towards the world title picture, which after he lose, lost the TNT title, I imagine is the direction they're going to go. One can only hope. But you've also got this duo that you've built up to the moon so far and made them look like they're a big damn deal. And then you kind of had them lose. Albeit to Darby Allen and Sting, which, okay, that's great. But you still had them lose. I, I do think that maybe that was a little bit of... either It's either too early booking or it's wrong booking. Either way, I think it kind of... It, I don't think this is going to end up hurting them. But it does kind of feel like, okay, they beat them. Now what? Mm-hmm. Like you just spent week after week after week of those guys talking trash, acting like they were going to beat the tar out of these guys, tar. and then they lost. Tar. So where do we go away from here with these guys who I think are bona fide stars, but... You had them lose to Darby Allen and a sixty-year-old man.
1: Sixty-one, sir. Oh, sixty-one. I hope Maybe this. he might be sixty-two. I don't know. But nonetheless, look, I am a believer that the legend getting in the ring with the legend is it does help get over. Because I would be a hypocrite to crit- I'm not criticizing it. I'm just waiting on McCarthy to criticize it because he certainly would do that if it was. I don't know any other company. Would do you agree? Any other company? Uh, Mr. McCarthy, are you ready to spin me on the fact that Darby Allen and Sting winning this thing was the right call?
0: This is one of those where no, I don't think it was a right call per se because I do think Scorpio. Oh, thanks. I was muted. Sweet. Awesome. I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, no, I, I would have gone with Ethan Page and Scorpio's guy I think it was their match to win and it would have helped them a little bit more than trying to keep heat on Darby Allen because Darby Allen's heat is all from, you know, fight him from underneath. We didn't fall in love with Darby Allen per se because he was winning all the time. I mean, he lost against Cody. I mean, when, when we all said, oh my god, this guy is amazing. This he, There's something different about him. I mean, he was losing. So he could have survived this loss. However... The match was great, aside from the wrong team going over. And Sting still has his aura about him. That crowd was one hundred percent behind him.
1: Well, he, you know, he's he's the icon for a reason. It's on it's on Napper's shirt as we speak. He look, uh, there's a Scorpio Scott and Ethan Page are going to do a lot of things. They're probably not going to be called the icon in thirty years. Probably not. Um, yeah, I'm a believe. Look, Sting as long as it's not getting to the point where you're just obviously squashing guys, then Sting deserves, like, this last two Rob, which I don't know how long it's going to be. We don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, you know, I, I guess if he ever wins a belt, then we can all get a little upset. But until then, there is value in getting in the room with Sting. If you, if, if you had a competitive match with Sting, maybe... It doesn't sell you to a twelve-year-old that doesn't realize how much work the wrestling business is yet. But if you have a great match with Sting at this stage with these issues, because frankly, I would argue these probably less fit in terms of what's going on internally than the Undertaker is to be in the ring. If you can get, I'm talking about because of the neck issues, where Taker doesn't have those, uh, Sting is physically in better shape. But I'm talking about like internally. I just want to make that clear. If you can get a great match out of Sting at this stage, amongst us diehards, you're gold. And I I gained... I already knew they were great. Uh, Granted, I lost some respect for Ethan Page after that cluster muck of a final impact appearance that was wrestling on a green screen with himself. But... uh, It it just told you everything you need to know about Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in terms of talent. Now, again, I have my issues with Ethan Page because I don't like this new school idea of their actors. It's just not my thing. I'm not going to go on a tangent there. You all know how I feel, and certainly these gentlemen do. I'll tell you about that when we have dinner sometime. Um, But when you can get a great match and make Sting look like he still has it at, number one, this age. Number two, what he's trying to wrestle with. Spinal stenosis. Incredible. Incredible. Incredible! It, it just It just can't, and, and, and props to Sting for being as ready as he could be This is his first Real legitimate in the ring match In what, what six years? Five years? Whatever You know how hard that is? Because Triple H and Undertaker Talked at nauseam especially during the last Ride documentary, it is so hard getting ready One or two times a year Try waiting five Try waiting six That is so difficult that is so difficult. Pretty incredible. Hopefully, this sends them to uh, to stardom down the line. Hopefully, they get their big moment it all out. Uh, let's let's hope for that. Any final thoughts now before we move on? All right. Well, Doctor Britt Baker DMD. By the way, that whole D. It's kind of. I think I think Rob Van Dam's going to sue. You know, because because he's kind of
2: he's kind of different the, hand motion. We're good. True, We're good.
1: but he's kind of got the Rob Van Dam. Alright, she defeats Kikuru Shida. We knew that was coming. We, You know, it just... Uh, uh, and what a big moment for Shida after the match with the big thank you, Shida chance. Uh, Mr. Napper, I'm going to start with you. What do you think? DMD finally a world champion.
2: Finally! Finally. Nope, he hasn't come back yet. Too busy. No, he's not, but I uh. am. Uh, finally. Yeah. Uh, I know I've said that, what, now three times at least, but... I've been waiting for this for a very, very long time. And I, I was kind of conflicted. I wasn't sure which shirt I wanted to wear today. It was either going to be the role model shirt or it was going to be this one because I am very much excited that she's finally a champion in AEW. I like her I really, really do. I think she's incredible in the ring. And I thought that these two put on an incredible match, uh, Jason pointed out something kind of interesting that I had to go back and watch it, and really get a feel for it. They didn't seem like they had very good chemistry, but at the same time, the match was incredible. Um, and he can he can touch on that a little bit better than I can. But um, I, I'm very happy for both these women because I feel like Karrisha had to put through a had to put through a lot kind of like we talk about with Drew McIntyre she had to do a lot as a champion really with no crowd Mm -hmm. and especially as someone who's not really on the microphone that much that's a hard job and a hard task to do and had to make it work and she made it work with her work in the ring but I finally after that match with Thunder Rosa the time has come for Britt Baker to get that spotlight, and I think she's going to run away with it. This is probably going to be the best, so far, title run, I think, that any of the women in AEW have had. This this is going to be fun to watch.
1: Agreed. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on Britt Baker finally becoming world champion?
0: So I think it, it's it's time to for Britt Baker to be the world champion. Even though she's a heel, it's a good story that they told with her ascension back to the top of the card because there for a minute she had to earn her way back because you know feuding off to the side with thunder rosa was very detrimental to her trying to take the title from hikaru Shida. she did everything the right way she finished that feud and started appearing on dark and elevation and dynamite and getting wins defeating the year-long well-deserved champion of hikaru Shida, and the immense talent was a sight to behold because it's not so much their chemistry because we know they have chemistry from the first time they wrestled what eight, nine months ago. Their timing was off Sunday night. There was just something wasn't exactly clicking with some of the things that they were doing and the wrestling world, us included, all agree how good that match was. Could you imagine how much better if their timing was on point. And that could be anything from not wrestling each other for eight months to not being in front of a legit packed crowd in well over a year. But that match was probably 1A on the card for me. That triple threat and then this one. Both heavyweight, both world championships for AEW were my highlights of the show. Did I love Stadium, stadium Stampede? Sure. But these two matches were so much about storytelling and ring work that they, they kind of stand above the rest.
1: I have to agree with you, uh, Mr. McCarthy. Uh, we don't do that a lot talking about AEW, but but it is it is uh, it is damn sure about time that Bert Baker gets this big run. I think the issues with timing, because I saw a lot of highlights, didn't order it as well because uh, you and I were busy watching the Coke 600 snooze fest. Um, but, and I thought... It's probably being so jazzed up about being in front of a live crowd. I mean, uh, not that they haven't had live crowds. You went down for blood and guts, but but packed house. You can't see an empty seat. And it's easy to get jazzed up and lost in that when it's been such a long time. I mean, I, I honestly, we're going to look back, folks. I truly believe there's a lot of negatives about the pandemic era of wrestling. There's a lot of negatives. But we're going to look back on the... Uh, all these great champions that we've had over the last year in all these companies, and they are—you uh, know—to pardon the pun—but they're the real MVPs of of the both these companies. All three, if you include Impact. Uh, you consider this: Hikaru Shida carried the division during the toughest time, and can you imagine how tough that is? Because on top of a pandemic, boys and girls, a pandemic that was tough for all of us. You're not in your home country at least we all had our family to deal with and, and go through it together, or our close friends. Can you imagine how difficult that had to have been? To be in a foreign country to you in the middle of a pandemic where none of us has ever seen anything like this before and you don't even really have your family that you can turn to? Hikaru Ishida deserves every thank you she ever gets. Hell of a run. It's a shame that it's a little watered down by the pandemic era. Hopefully she gets a nice, sizable run someday down the road when, we're, when COVID is Hopefully, just one for the history books. Incredible. And, and, I mean, that goes for, frankly, that goes for uh, everybody. That goes for John Moxley. That goes for Kenny Omega. And WWE, that goes for Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. These ladies and gentlemen are working their ass off for you. And we can, we can criticize the storylines all day long. And we'll get right back to that. But let's not ever take away our appreciation or understanding of how tough it is to be a wrestler, period, in this era. But let alone a world champion in this era when wrestling is all about how do you get over with the fans? Well, how do you get over when the best you got is maybe screens or your co-workers? And to add to that
2: list, Nyla Rose. Yeah. Because absolutely. I believe she started being champion right as COVID hit. Mm-hmm. So not only did she go from full-packed arenas to just nothing. nothing. No, except for— like You had to make that uh, transition. Nothing but except— The she at least had yeah. a, had a chance to build up to that. the Rose just straight up it had to go, for, okay, you had this, now you have this. Yeah.
1: I mean, remember, folks, uh, before they got the deal with Daly's Place going, those first several tapings after the pandemic had started and everything was shutting down, they were in, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars practice facility room. I mean, you consider that. And and in WWE, they were in the Performance Center in front of empty chairs. Every single champion, my opinion aside of them as a wrestler or whatever, every single champion of this era is better than anyone ever will give them credit for because I don't know that Hulk Hogan could do this in his prime. I don't know that Stone Cold Steve Austin because— Well, you saw how he struggled with Austin 316 Day. and and— and frankly, I think there's a reason why the only time you ever saw Hogan in front of a live crowd was at WrestleMania. He never went out and cut promos in front of the, the screens. You know, he was at Legends Night, but everything was backstage. Uh, it's it's inc- what these champions have done. And Hikaru, Shida does a great Because, ex- again, she's got it worse. She's in a foreign country during all this. I mean, how scary is, does that have to be? Props to both companies. Props to, you know, dropping our little gimmick for half a second. Props to Omega. Props to Sheeta. Props to – it's incredible. She deserves every bit of props she ever gets. I hope she gets another run someday. But, yes, it's time for the Britt Baker era. And I think give her the ball and watch her go as we're about to get back to normal fans. And it's going to be great. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be some of the – it's gonna be something you tell your grandkids about frankly that's how good I think she is alright any final thoughts we'll move on
2: I think she should rip off DDP it's me it's me it's D e and D uh, they've
1: got a good working relationship with DDP at AEW I don't see why we can't do it I don't see why we can't do it
2: just my two uh, merchandise cents
1: okay we're, we're trying to help every company here <laughs> But the reality is, we can all have opinions. We would make every company better.
2: It, it, Maybe they give us
1: a cut. Yeah, if they, if they if AEW hired the three of us, we'd make them. Oh, they're competing with WWE in ten years. They're competing right there in ten. Give us, a, give the WWE gives us a shot. If you give us a real shot, five years, we'll get you back to four million a week. Uh, so I'm serious because I know the three of us. We can all disagree like hell, but we all know what we're talking about. Okay. Miro defeated Lance Archer by technical submission. Obviously, we knew this was going to happen as far as the result goes. I hate matches like that. Mr. Navra, go ahead.
2: What are your thoughts? I'm kind of getting tired of the whole. I choked them out. They passed out. They didn't give up. It feels overdone at this point because we had the Drew and Bobby Lashley. Really? You, you couldn't have. You you couldn't have Jake get involved a little bit more and cost him the match? Because, I mean, I don't know if you would really classify him, the involvement that he had really costing him the match. Yeah, he got involved, but then Archer beat the crap out of Miro for a little while before getting choked out. I, I'm with you. I, I don't like the way these matches end sometimes because I get what they're trying to do, obviously. You're trying to keep Lance Archer strong. You're trying to make him look good. And they did a good job of it. Both, like I don't want to say this was a bad match. I thought it was actually pretty good given the fact that they just beat the crap out of each other. It wasn't I don't think it was anywhere near like Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre in terms of beating each other up, but... I thought it was a good match. It's just it seemed like it was kind of clunky towards the end, and then we had that finish where it's just like, okay, cool. He choked him out. He's he's a badass. Woo! Bad man. I kind of already knew that. He, he didn't have to choke out Lance Archer for me to know that. Doesn't really make
0: me feel any different. Mr. McCarthy, what say you on this matchup? I think it's told the exact story they wanted to tell. Two big monsters beating the living hell out of each other. And I just love how when fantasy booking goes wrong, we just smash everything else. Even though I agreed with said fantasy booking last week. But it sounds like you're hurt that they didn't follow your advice more so than choking out and causing Lance Archer to pass out. You know, you gotta gotta hold this in a bubble. Just because WWE did it doesn't mean AEW can't do it this is something that can be revisited either in the future in the future it can be revisited you got to remember these spots made people famous austin 316 of all people was made famous by this classic professional wrestling finish but he was bleeding that's different look look that's different and That's Miro's different. not You're right. Hard. It was it was yeah. huge when he did it, and he had to talk to Brett, and he had to be like, "We got to do it the hard way" because they weren't allowed to bleed back then. But the so thing he is, it, he passed he, out from it, blood loss, essentially, and the pain of the sharpshooter. Well, yeah,
1: and yeah. And, while, and while Miro's
0: strong enough
2: to tap out or pass out, Lance Archer.
1: And while I'm not a fan of that individual at all, as far as Bret Hart goes, I think he's the most overrated top star in the history of the business. There's no denying, though, that he's considered a top star. Miro is not considered a top star.
0: But how do you get him considered by there unless you start doing stuff like this? It's like they're still trying to build people. Well, if you oh, want, you, you don't! Want me to be, you don't have young, brand new, ready to go world champion young stars two and a half years in. Shame on you! True. You're the worst. But You're the worst. I can't believe it. Let's! How let's dare, dare they? they though, and this is How could sound, they not so, give the title to Lance hold on, hold on. Archer? Let's
1: let's be honest here, though. Miro is never going to be a top star in this business. Never. He'll never be a top star in this business. He'll be a good hand. He'll be a B plus. He'll be a nice piece. But he's not ever anyone that anyone's going to go in a bidding war for. He's not going to depart to WWE and we all go, you know, it's he is maybe because of the booking by Vince, maybe because he's not quite on that level. I don't know. I, I don't know that. But it is too late for him to be a top star in this business. It's too late. He'll be a good hand. He'll be somebody you talk about. But unless he does the taker thing, which is hang on 10 years too long and become kind of a legend because you've hung on so long, he's not ever going to be a top piece for any company he ever works for. I hate to tell him that, but that's just the facts in my opinion. He's done too much goofy stuff in WWE. He's done too much goofy stuff in AEW. Let's not forget he was playing video games pretty regular uh, not too long ago. He's not ever going to be a top star. Any rebuttal for that,
0: McCarthy? I wholeheartedly disagree with you on that point. He's going to be champion. He's going to be top star material. And, oh, no, he did goofy things. Heaven forbid. People do goofy stuff. Well, let's see. Ric Flair was just in a storyline a few months ago about impregnating a married Marine. But, oh, we love anything Ric Flair does. But oh dear lord, Miro's goofy, and wants to show the side of his personal life that's real. And oh, he's a goofball, he plays video games. Oh no, video games and professional wrestlers go hand in hand these days. Look at you, like, I just don't understand. What, because Xavier Woods likes to have a good time, it's okay that he plays video games, but Miro wants to destroy people when it's not his downtime and play video games, and that's not okay? It's not okay. Okay, it's fine. It's cool. I get it. I get it.
1: My turn. Go ahead. First of all, McCarthy, I never said it. I never said it wasn't okay. I said he's not going to be a top star. in the. Business. He's not going to be someone you... Look, the the only member of New Day that WWE can't afford to lose right now, let's be honest, is Big E. Let's be honest. Because everyone else is kind of stale on the Kofi-Xavier thing. We all like it, but it's kind of like, well, we've... It's... You know, I like a Hungry Man TV dinner. But you know what a Hungry Man TV dinner is? It's for when I didn't feel like cooking anything else. It'll get you through. And that's what Xavier Woods and Kofi are at this point. At Together. Right? Big E, he's got tons of potential that frankly isn't getting tapped into. And as far as, and I cannot believe, and I'm just going to try to keep it calm for you. As far as mentioning the great name of the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Ric Flair's legacy is set. He could literally strip down naked on Monday Night Raw, and we'd all remember and talk about it. But no matter what, when he passes away, you're going to say he very well may have been the greatest to ever do this. So he can make a fool of himself now. And you're right. I pointed out, as you recall, because I try to be pretty fair and consistent or at least admit what I'm not being. Would you agree? I pointed out that the leader of the kind of anti-sports entertainment movement in the 80s is now doing hokey angles like this where he's impregnating a a woman that is literally half his age. Remember I said something along those lines. I said, what a great turn of events that this guy that was the anti-sports entertainer almost is now doing all these things. He's 72 years old and just wants to be a part of the show. It's not comparable. Yes, it's stupid. Yes, it's goofy. And yes, he gets by with it because he's Ric Flair. That's, unfortunately, that's America. You get by buy because, well, he's so-and-so. A great aging star can play for, you know, why did the the Dodgers sign Albert Pujols? Not because he's what he can do now, but because of who he used to be. Why is Big Ben going to be the starter unequivocally for the Pittsburgh Steelers until the day he retires? He's Ben Roethlisberger. It's not about what he can do now. As long as he's not flat-out embarrassing himself, as long as he can manage, he's going to be the starter. You know that's how that works it's, that's what we do be, Miro isn't there and he's not ever going to get there and that's not probably his fault so that's, that's my only rebuttal to that is that no, this guy's not ever going to be in a case of he's so great that he can do the stupid things and we can all look the other way because Ric Flair's been doing that for the last uh, Rick Flair's been old guy Flair for the last 15 years but we all still talk about this first 30 that we're damn good And so, guess what? He can go to TNA and blade everywhere and look like he had a bazooka blown off in his face. And we're like, whatever. He's Ric Flair. Or he can do a ridiculous call-me-daddy strut and I'll love it and I want Birch. But it's not because it's that great. It's because of who he used to be. It's like going to see an old-time legend on tour. You're not really going to go see them because of who they are today. You're going to say, I saw Bob Dylan. I saw Chuck Berry. You know, why do people go and see old-timers, right? It's so you can say you sold them. So that's the thing that I think is, is off there. And Miro, I, don't, maybe, I hope I'm wrong because the business needs it because we need to quit calling Ric Flair as much as I as a fan want that. We need to quit turning to the Ric Flairs, the Stings, the Mark Henrys, the big shows to, to dial in people. At some point, they're not going to be able to get to the damn building. You can go to the cemetery and pump oxygen all day long, but you can't bring it back once it's gone. So I hear you, but it's not comparable. I don't think he'll ever be in that class. Miro's just going to be, remember, he was a nice part to fill out a roster. Similar to New Age Outlaws. We consider them a great legend, right? Billy and Road Dogg. But when we talk Attitude Era, they're about second paragraph in our, in our long, long list. All right. Cody Rhodes, uh, the American dream for one night with a guy that we should probably stop calling. Arn Anderson uh, defeated Anthony Gogo. And, you know, he had QT Marshall there. Right call, wrong call, McCarthy. I think it was the wrong call again. How do you build a new star if you don't put this guy over? And Cody can afford that because he's legit. Go ahead and talk to me.
0: I agree. I mean, even though we all predicted Cody was going to win this, like I still think the governor should have taken this. Like, like you just said, Cody could have totally afforded this loss. Like, there's no reason why, whether it's chicanery or knocking him out with his punches, there's no reason why. Cody should have won this match and speaking of the governor when he finds himself as a professional wrestler he's gonna be something special like he's pretty good at doing patented maneuvers of old stars but once he finds himself between the ropes I think he's gonna surprise us all mixes that boxing with the type of wrestler he wants to be dear lord you guys watch out for the governor but, no, yeah, wrong call. Even though we predicted it was going to happen, wrong call.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it could be the, the that be the big upset win that sends him, not into stupid starting, but gets his name out there. And you start thinking, man, Anthony Gogo, he's a real star of the factory. Because the factory needs a star. Because we all know the Nightmare family, and we know who the star is there.
2: But who the hell cares about the factory right now? Mr. Knapper, thoughts? Completely and utterly agree. <clears throat> I thought it was the wrong call. Um I get it. He's Cody Rhodes. I get it. He was the American dream for one night. You probably weren't going to tarnish that, at least in your own mind. But
1: they wouldn't tarnish it, baby.
2: But he to them, eat. it would, be, baby. You see, it's just the way it goes. They they get a little bit too up in the head there. They get a little bit too much of their own moxie. You see what I'm saying? Ah, dreams um, it like it's a live zone, yeah Yes. zone. I, I think especially, the, here's the thing why I think this really should have gone a go-go's way. You had that incredibly, and no disrespect to Cody Rhodes, but incredibly tone-deaf promo. Salvage that by having a go-go win. Because at the end of the day, it's not a... Yes, do I love this... Country that we live in, absolutely. But is it all sunshines and rainbows anymore? No. A whole lot less Gogo wasn't, wasn't speaking lies. He was speaking truth for the most part. Um, and I think that's the story they should have ran with. Say, you know what? No, you are wrong. Let's, you know, hopefully after this they drop this whole thing. And, yeah, my nerves can't take it anymore if I have to listen to more promos like that. Um, but hopefully we kind of move away from that factor of this, at least. That's the, the one thing that I'm really hoping for, because I really don't want to see this whole scenario play out any further. And yet I have images in my head of Cody Rhodes coming out in a top hat with red and white stripes and stars on it. and Oh, it's just horrible. Uh, but he dies. He dies. <laughs> he dies. He dies. He dies. He'll dye his hair. I think it was the wrong call, though. I, I, I completely agree. But um, I don't think this is going to be that detrimental for Gogo. But like you pointed out, how are we going to build the factory? We've had the factory kind of be uh, since they debuted. All right. Let's let's throw it
1: back, boys and girls. Y'all remember that, so Raven? Oh, of course. The factory is Corey in the house.
2: <laughs> Ouch. It is an insult, by the way. If you're not old like us, you don't understand, but trust me, that's an insult.
1: Uh, McCarthy, do you have any disagreements
0: with that analogy? I mean, I never watched that show. I'm older than you, so sure. Sounds spot on. All right. You forgot. He's 92.
1: Okay. Let me try again. Hold on. Let me me try again. (sighs) All right. You remember all in the family?
0: <laughs> Fast forward a little bit. Let's say okay. that it's saved by the bell and then saved by the bell to college years. There. That I understand. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs> Next, I was going with the Cosmos The they not the show.
0: college years. The new class. My bad. Alright, um, okay.
1: Just, just, just trying to, just trying to, alright, how about a more modern day reference? The Nightmare Family is Roseanne, Patrick's kind of the Connors. Yeah, like, because the Connors isn't terrible, but it's just not quite the same. Uh, so that's... All right.
2: That, Very that, good job. That was now,
1: good now that we've talked TV reboots, um, any final thoughts on this match? i don't want one of you gentlemen. Good. Good. Okay. Clear. Jungle Boy. And I know this is going to make you happy, McCarthy, so we got to go to Napa first. <laughs> Jungle Boy won by last eliminating Christian Cage. Boy, weren't we geniuses? I said Christian Cage was going to win. He said, you know... Uh, Watch this show. You'll get an idea where things are heading. Uh, Rush uh, debuted. You know, he's been called the Rush. He's been called Rush. I don't know what his name is. Uh,
2: They used Leo, so I'm going to go with Leo. Okay. Leo Rush. Yeah, all right,
1: fine. He debuted. Good for him. Uh, Who, oh, let's be honest. I'm not booking him. Who said that he would come on the show for a grand total of $200. Um... I'm paying him 200 dollars um, He's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's right, I didn't reach out. Mr. Napper, thoughts on this? Not the not the podcast about <laughs>
2: the... How much time you got? Uh, um. I'm excited! Finally! I feel like that's the word of the day. Finally, finally we get Jungle Boy getting some. I don't want to say respect, but finally he's getting some momentum back from whenever he had the moments with MJF and Chris Jericho it was starting to get his feet wet a little bit in this business. I'm excited. I think this is a very good move. I think it's the right move, and I think no matter, you know, no matter what happens beyond this, just the fact that they were willing to give him – The baton and you know, hand him off, hand it off to him Mm -hmm. and see what he can run with it. I think it's proof enough that they're willing to trust him and proof enough that they think he's ready to go. So it's going to be exciting to see what they do with him and how this continues on from here. Uh, But I think it was the right move, and I think more than anything, they did a really good credit to him by letting the last person he eliminates be Christian because not only does that make you look better by winning the match it makes you look even way better by getting the rub from Christian to win the match so props to first off props to Christian for doing that and second of all incredible props to AEW for letting that be the finish because I think that helps out Jungle Boy to an even greater length.
1: I cannot disagree with you, Mr. McCarthy. Thoughts
0: on this, dude? I would. Th- this match was a decent battle royal. They're all hard. I mean, out of the thirty Royal Rumbles, how many do we really like? Remember as amazing? Probably one hand. Yep. Not saying it's never good, but the amazing. standout battle royals quads. are few few and far between (laughs) yeah we mentioned that more than we mentioned old royal rumbles but the right guy went over yes yes like i told you guys be patient and the new stars will arise we've already had three rise sunday evening and was it proper planning was it lucky happenstance that the crowd was allowed back into the arena at full capacity. Maybe a little bit of both, but they picked the correct time for Jungle Boy to ascend to the title picture with a packed house because the people love him. Just like they love Orange Cassidy with their half thumbs up foam fingers. They waited to release that until they could have capacity crowds. And Jungle Boy, the, the sky's the limit. I mean, just wait till he feuds with Luchasaurus in five years for the World Heavyweight Championship. It's going to be crazy. Because he's going to have to be getting sick and tired of, you know, being second fiddle to Jungle Boy eventually. Nothing against Jungle Boy, but, I mean, it's where wrestling goes most of the time. The one that doesn't get the superstardom gets jealous
1: All right. Any thoughts there? Okay. Uh, last, before we kind of move on to Mark Henry's debut, we got to talk about the Young Bucks. That's right. The company executives keep the belts yet again. Ooh. Mr. McCarthy,
0: do you enjoy that Jericho impersonation? Thoughts I on did. the match? So I thought the match was great, man. It told a great story. One of the high, – another highlight of the card. But I don't think the right team – Went over I I think it should have been Moxley and Kingston that took the title from them and not because they're executives because that's a better story these two have known each other for well over a decade started in the independence together knew each other's parents like there's so much story back here that they should have at least gotten one run with the AEW World Tag Team Championships.
1: Bear, we'll see that day ever comes. Napper, thoughts on this?
2: Yep, I was in agreement with him. I thought this the wrong team won. I thought it was a good match. I agree with him. I thought they told a pretty, pretty great story. Um, when I wasn't, I wasn't surprised by that at any means. I thought with everything going on, they were going to put on a pretty good match, but. The question again becomes: Who's going to take the titles off them? And I like. we were we talking about title length? or title reign lengths and stuff like that. And you know, I've got an idea.
1: Go ahead. Um, check out number three on your rundown. Those, are those first two names. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The first two names. Yeah. Number three there. I'm okay with that. Darby Allen and that new guy. What's his name? I believe it's Sting. Yeah, I've never guy. heard of him before. Yeah, that new guy. Yeah, I think I think that's who takes. Where's face paint? It's yeah. really weird. It's really odd. It's like he's stuck in 1985. I know, right? Um, yeah. Thoughts? So, don't you think that's going to be the team at this point?
2: Who the hell else? could I would it be? be surprised if it's not. Who, if el- it's I'm not, who else could it be? Uh, Jurassic Express. And Proud like and
0: a- powerful. Okay. I agree. They have a very long history that with the Young good. Bucks and the Elite. Plus, it reverses how this feud was started when AEW began, where the inner circle is the face and the Elite uh, are the heels. There's a story bookies. there. I see it. To give proud and see. powerful yeah. that that momentous win for the tag team championships it's at all out, no, there's going to be some Army crazy team. title changes at all out. I don't know why you keep them together right, right now. Because you, know, you could get you could get more money out of a solo
1: Sting match, just Sting going in there with Lance Archer. I, I just think there's a reason they're keeping them together. That or they think Sting can't handle a singles match, in which case you got a problem. Uh, All right. Before we move on, uh, anybody got any thoughts on Adam Page, Brian Cage, match before we move on to Mark Henry, quickly?
2: Uh, AEW is the only place, apparently, that you can be a dentist and a teacher and bleed just gruesomely. I I actually didn't know Adam Page was a teacher at first until I saw the picture of him and then Britt as a dentist. I was like, dentist by day. Wrestler by night, bleeding wrestler by night. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's great. Only in wrestling. McCarthy, any thoughts on this match where
1: we get to Mark Henry? I thought it was a great opener.
0: It's, it got the crowd hot. The crowd was into it. The two showed out. It's and it progressed the story of Brian Cage to be on his own and be a face. All right. This was, I think, that was more important than the victory over Brian Cage by Hangman Page. The real story is Brian Cage getting away from Team Taz because he doesn't need Team Taz. He's the machine Brian Cage. He will drop you with the drill claw. He doesn't need Team Taz. Unlike Burt Kreischer, he really is the machine.
1: Right. Well, look, here's the deal. Um, You know, you say long-term, but Adam Page took out the W and Brian Cage didn't. It doesn't do a great job of establishing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but you could stick remember, with like 20 Brian Cage was distracted by Team Taz because he didn't need their help. He had that victory well in hand before Hook and Ricky Stark's came out and distracted him and tried to cheat cuz he was trying to prove how good he really was.
1: Damn you, Hook and Ricky. All right, Damn it. hook or by crook. Hook or by crook. <laughs> that hooky crook son of a Taz. All right. Mark Henry debuted. He will be a commentator for Rampage, even though he's never done that in his life. Uh, He will be a talent scout mentor. They didn't say he's going to get in the ring and wrestle. So I'm going to start with you, Mr. Napper. Thoughts on his debut, and, yes, let's ask the question, will he get back in the ring and wrestle? Will
2: he wrestle? Find out next week on today's show. Uh... That, should be a, that would be a great game show. It might have to be a segment. We'll
1: say uh, like 15 part-timers for both companies.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will he wrestle? Uh, first and foremost, really cool that he's going to be involved in his commentary team. It's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to see how some of the... Because we kind of went back on this when we talked about the Corey Graves thing and Ann Inverk in WWE. You know they kind of feel like they need more old-timer wrestlers getting back into the commentary spot because for the longest time it's kind of felt like broadcaster 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 MMA guy you know sports broadcaster guy maybe one wrestler that that's it nXTs kind of the, kind of the exception I think more than anything with all that they have on there except for fake joseph obviously but it just kind of feels like we need to kind of get back to that mindset of having old timer wrestlers be on commentary teams. So I'm excited to see. And I, you know, I listened to a podcast busted open that Mark Henry's on. He's very good at talking. He knows what he's talking about. I think it's going to be a good thing for him. I think he's going to do a very good for AEW. So I'm excited to see how that pans out. I do think he wrestles again.
1: You know, because he's talked about wanting to do one more. Because he wants to do one more in this decade. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on Mark Henry going to be a commentator for Rampage uh, talent scout, mentor, just just all around hangout guy and yes, I gotta ask you the question will he wrestle an official AEW match? Give me
0: your thoughts. I'm I'm sure that Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, will wrestle at least one match under the AEW banner and I think it is a fantastic hire whether he wrestles or not for a multitude of reasons that travis said he knows what he's talking about he knows what it's like to know absolutely nothing about professional wrestling and honestly climb to the top for a short period of time of the biggest company in professional wrestling history probably forever i mean there's they have so much money so much backing been on tv for decades they're not going anywhere you're damn right pal so he, he can always say and and honestly that was one of his best runs when he had the world heavyweight championship. He has so much knowledge of the product, of the training, of everything else to not only be a good commentator and truly start educating fans because you know even with the greatness of how good Jerry Lawler was, he was more of a shock factor commentator than Explaining why wrestlers might do a certain thing in a match like some of these former wrestlers are doing now.
2: I don't know. I still blame him for me not being able to look at the color salmon anymore without crying. <laughs> he was uh, going to retire. He, got,
1: he, he got us all. He got us all. This is a great hire by AEW. You can't overstate it. Do I think he wrestles? Do I want him to wrestle? Yes, I do. Why? For the nostalgia. It's been a while since I've done that. Uh, yes, look. We haven't really had reasons to. The Hall of Pain has got to open an AEW wing. They're, 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 it's got to expand. It, we've, we've, we've done went to Titan Towers, but now it's time to head on down to Jacksonville and have yourself a time. And uh, so it is, you got to, we got to have, look, I got your match right here. Here it is. Ready? Is he going to beat up Kenny? Maybe. Might even Might even make him perish. But, here's your match. When Team Taz finally goes their own way, Hook versus Mark Henry. There. There. Give it to me. Because as soon as I saw him, I went, Can you imagine? Ugh. Mr. McCarthy thoughts on that potential matchup. Am I not right? You mean Brian Cage and Mark Henry? No. What, what is, what's with you and Brian Cage? Is that a Brian Cage <laughs> t-shirt you're wearing? Look. No, it's, it's actually a Brody Lee t-shirt. Look, Thank you, sir. Brian Cage looks like he's out of the 80s, and I'm not even gonna say why he looks that way. Because they might sue me. I, I don't know what you look, I'm not saying Brian Cage isn't good, but you act like. He's not a top five wrestler in AEW. He's not. He's just not. But okay. Either way, fine. Mark Henry versus Brian Cage. As long as Mark Henry gets to win, he's got to reestablish himself that he can still go. Fair. Uh, and then he can lose to Hook, the real star. Team Test. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a great hire. I uh, love it. Uh, I'm 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 excited. I'm more excited about Mark Henry than I am Big Show because well, Big Show. He did come out of the Fentanyl witness protection program, uh, for for you know the pay per view, and that's great. So, but it's you cannot overstate the two knowledge that those two behemoths of men have that can pass down the old school way. And frankly, it, it's a big loss for WWE in the idea of you don't have him as a mentor anymore. Uh, but I am a little concerned about this trend. Randy Randy Orton starts messing with Matt Hardy, AEW. I was just about to
2: bring that up. Big Show, AEW. I think it's. I think it's very sweet of him that but he's willing to. will get you know, you a, pay the the airfare fees mm-hmm. for them to go straight down to Jacksonville. Straight
1: down to Jacksonville, where they have a great retirement community at Daly's Place. Totally. I mean, but I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little concerned because you know the other guy he bullied on Legends Night. I mean the ultimate retiree of retirees, and could you imagine him down there on the beaches of Jacksonville? Oh my, oh my! Then then I'd have to Woo. then I'd have to hope that NXT just goes under. Um, so because look, I'll, I'll I love the WWE, but if Ric Flair ever pops up in AEW, I'm keeping him in business, boys. Um, what can I say? I'm a sucker. All right, let's take a second. Speaking of merch, speaking of merch, let's go ahead and play a little video brought to you by Mr. Mac Daddy McCarthy and McCarthy Jr. Mac son? Because you can't say Mac Daddy McCarthy You know what I mean? All right, nonetheless, let's bring you a video and let's buy some merch. Mini Mac. Mini Mac McCarthy! ...of this relationship...
0: Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom com once again bruiser nation and remember bruiser Nation stay good because I'm always good
2: sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time.
1: A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside. To setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well. The theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at
2: 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget... Amplify your personality with the theatre.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to the Turnbuckle presented by Bruiser Nation Productions. Right here on Turn Wrestling on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a share, and be sure to subscribe to Turn Wrestling. Hit the little notifications bell. The way anytime any of us uh, wild kooky cats go live, you get notified like a seasoned desist or even 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 released like Tom Phillips. Um, ooh, doggies! Uh, quick little thoughts here, boys. Quick little thoughts. What are your thoughts on the WWE New Japan rumors that wasn't? What I mean by that. There was these rumors that that popped up, they they rustled up <clears throat> out of out of nowhere, out of vapor, out of out of I don't know, uh, like like a like a like two atoms bouncing together. I have no idea. All of a sudden, there was rumors that WWE and New Japan were in talks to uh, for make New Japan the exclusive home. You know, you know, you know what I mean. The whole partner, exclusive partner, I should say. And turns out that was a little malarkey. That was a crock. That was, that was, that was fake news. That was, that was bunch of balderdash. That was bullocks. That was just bunch of crap. All right, you get my point. Uh, Tony Khan cut a promo because he's just like Bischoff and feels inferior. Um, and uh, so, Mister Napper, I want your thoughts on the WWE New Japan rumors that
2: weren't. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed. I was hoping they would. I was hoping they were true. I was hoping they weren't true, but just because
1: I don't want Vince to ever acknowledge that, like, well, I kind of like what they're doing. I'm going to go play with it.
2: <laughs> like, no, just... Eh. Now that you say that, yes, you're right. That is a visual that I never want in my head ever again. Big, uh, big grapefruits, pal.
1: <laughs> big
2: grapefruits. Such good shit. Pal. Pal. Uh, there was a part of me that was kind of hoping this was true, but at the same time, I can understand why this probably is not a good thing if it was true, because, I mean, we've all talked on this show plenty of times before, love WWE, not always the biggest, you know, supporters, not always the biggest fans of some of the things they do, but... I do enjoy the WWE, but at the same time, if given the control over certain New Japan pro wrestlers,
1: it could be bad. It could be so bad.
2: It could be so bad. So bad. It could be real bad. Next
1: thing you know, McCurt has always got a ninja squad again. <laughs> it could be real bad. Uh,
2: this- Okada's a shogun or something yes. like that. <laughs>
1: Yes, he's what's messing. He really does make it rain. Yeah, he's what's messing with Mercedes Martinez on NXT. Yep. All right, Uh, Mr. McCarty, thoughts on these rumors that were not true?
0: I mean, I'm not surprised that eventually rumors like this would pop up, whether true or not. I mean, Triple H did say he was open to working with people. He also claimed that Vince is open to working with people, and they did work with, you know, evolve and. bought them and
1: they pillaged it, the company they didn't work with them
0: <laughs> and so i'm not surprised that these rumors not only came out but turned out to not be true
1: just gonna just gonna wait hold on McCarthy. it's drink break time
2: hey i you a drink you have a problem that i need a drink
1: <laughs> Anybody
2: see how giant
1: that water bottle? I mean, that thing is Andre drinking out of that? Good lord! I know we just talked about Behemoths and Brian Cage and Mark Henry and Hook, but my goodness! So what are you sipping on, you man? Okay, so how? Many, if you fill that up, how how much? If you fill that to the top, it's a gallon. So when you started out the day today, what time did you get up? All right. Did you fill that up to the top?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: McCartney, do you see this gargantuan? Yes, he has, because <laughs> he works with me,
2: so he's seen it before. I mean, th- gonna be too.
0: I mean this thing is huge. This thing is huge. <laughs> I don't make fun of you. I encourage you and let you know when you're falling behind on your measurements so that you can finish it off, because I worry about your health, sir. Hydration is Make key fun of you Hydration is so important
1: Hydration is key And you certainly need that When you're watching WWE Smackdown on Friday nights uh, Dominic Mysterio Defeated also in Robert Root A handicap match Essentially they did Dress mini backlash again Except for Let's flip the Mysterios Because they look alike uh, <laughs> Any thoughts on this Snapper
2: I was kind of like, really? Yeah, this is stupid. Really? Yeah, this is stupid. You're insulting my intelligence again. Thank you. Yes, I get it. Dominic Mysterio can handle his own against the two of
1: Ziggler and Rude. I, I get it. I never doubted it. He just feuded with Seth Rollins
2: not a that long ago. Yeah. So thank you for making me believe that he couldn't handle two mid-card guys right now. However, would you agree that Dolph Ziggler is just as good in the ring as Kenny Omega? Oh, of course. Absolutely. 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 I And Bobby Roode has twice as much charisma.
1: Absolutely. I mean, just glorious. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, didn't you think this tag match that wasn't was stupid? Uh, Yes, this
0: was completely and utterly egregious.
1: Uh, Between this podcast and everything else, Bruce is out of ideas, too. I don't love it, brother love. All right, let's move on to the street. We park. need
2: something to wrestle with.
0: Ha-ha. Ah. I
2: see what you And you can
1: check out our interview with Conrad Thompson in the archives of To the Turnbuckle. There you go. Uh, the U.S.O.'s defeated the Street Province. Now this, this I liked. This I liked. I liked the promo beforehand. Now, this was getting good. How about the how about the Street Profits doing the dance, the old school? Yeah.
2: I was like... I kind of is- wish the Usos would bring it yeah, back, me to be too. perfectly honest. Because uh, I did. forgot
1: how hyped it was. Uh, I was a... Multiple. Yes, sir! All right. Um, any thoughts on this match, Mr. Napper?
2: I kind of want to see the Street Profits come out with the face paint now yep. <laughs> and do the dance. And do the dance. <laughs> um... I agree with everything you just said. I love the match. I can see these two these two teams wrestle it for an entire show. And fight
1: not, forever!
2: Yeah. Fight for an hour. I don't care. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be thoroughly entertained. Um, I will say there is one thing about this. The promo that I thought really kind of hit home for me is that I think it only solidified that... Jay Uso needed his brother back, unfortunately. Because I feel like this entire feud plus his promo solidified just how much Jimmy is a little bit more above Jay when it comes to promo skills. Because Jay's the hype man, Jimmy's the talker. Uh, and yeah. you saw yeah, you saw that in full view. Yeah. And you know I honestly feel like maybe that Jay deserves props for the the fact that he had to go it alone and did pretty well for for himself yeah. without Jimmy, but yeah, this this is what we needed out of the Usos. This is the Usos we need because Jay, unfortunately, by himself, I, I don't think did it that much. But with Jimmy now back, I'm fully invested in anything the Usos do because he's just he's so naturally gifted. It seems like on the mic, and they, they can yeah. they can have promo battles Back and forth with the Street Profits any day.
0: Yeah. All right, McCarthy. Yeah, give me your thoughts. Yeah. So this match was great. They're gonna wrestle again, and this time it's gonna be for the tag team titles. And the Usos will take it, and the bloodline will continue running roughshod over the roster by any means necessary. And you guys might have hit something on the head there. Like I know like Jimmy was hurt, so Roman didn't really have a chance but to pick on Jay. If he was going to pick on a, either one of the Usos, but maybe that's why he singled out Jay. Because maybe in the back of his mind, he can't get it done on his own. But when Jay finally realizes that he can in a few years, it's going to be epic. Because he'll get there, probably. I don't know. I but Jimmy to... is a, Jimmy's a she great pro took crumb.
2: my whole thoughts and made him all Dr. Philly.
0: All Dr. Phil, Billy. damn. Yeah.
1: Uh, look, I actually have to disagree with Mr. Arlen Apper. Jey Uso is the star of, of those two. I'll have you know. I think they're both stars. Very close. But the fact that you besmirch the good damn name of Jey Uso disappoints me.
2: Main event, Jey Uso.
1: Right hand man, Jey Uso.
2: Nobody's female dog. <laughs> Jey Uso. Yeah. Oh, ye of little faith. I
1: didn't say he was bad. He should be. He should be the next world champion. Oh, he should. He or Big E, one of the two. I say Big. Well, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not shortchanging Big E, but the, you are shortchanging Jey Uso. You are. You, Mr. McCarthy. Usually, he has to moderate us. Who's right here?
0: What the Jay's terrible? You're wrong, Travis. I, I didn't can't say believe he was you terrible. Say What's that you? about Jay. Hold Uso. up, heard, so. hold up. You ins- you insinuated it. You're putting words on my mouth. I tell by Who's the better, tone, in your voice—you completely shortchanged the greatness that is Jay Uso.
2: Who's better, Jimmy or Jay? And
0: They're remember- twins. They're just nice. as good. What'd You're you welcome. Say? I said they're twins. They equal each other out. You're no. welcome. That's not how a this works.
2: I'm the one that's <laughs> supposed to be the, oh, everybody's wins, everybody's happy guy. Pick a side.
0: I did. Both of their sides because they're twins and they stick together.
2: I mean, to be fair, the question has been asked before, which one are you? Yes. So, to be fair, Jimmy could be really good, and Jay could have been really good. I don't know which is which. I'm
1: not. I'm not stating that that no, wasn't always. It was. I didn't know that Jay used to have had anyone he had him, but this last year has proven that what he's capable of. If anything, he needs to get out of Roman's shadow because I think he could even better not being Roman's little puppy dog, which is what I hope this is leading towards. Again, I don't see why it's 2021. Let's go ahead and mess around with the wheel a little bit. Why does it have to be that the Usos have to break up? Why can't they be a tag team but we still see them in singles action? The New Day have proven it's effective. We still acknowledge Biggie as a New Day member because he is. It's not limiting him. Bad booking is limiting him. You don't always have to break up. I don't know why wrestling never actually watched a damn kids book. Well, when we have differences, we put them aside. You don't always have to do that. I, I'm. I think that both Jimmy and Jay can be stars and still be the Usos. Oh, you got a problem with my boy? Okay, then I need a little backup. But they can agree amicably to go their own way like the New Day kind of did with the draft. All right. Well, they never said, well, we can't be together anymore. They're like, well, damn, you got drafted. Go over and hold it down. Why can't we do that? It's 2021. Let's change it up just a smidgen. Just a dollop of daisy. And they're not even sponsoring us. All right. I do. I think you're short-changing Jey Uso. I, 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 that's just my opinion. I think he's got more than any of us, even me, realize. And I know everything. Um, okay. Seth Rollins provided a medical update on Cesaro. In a word, well, three words, In the, to quote Randy Orton. Stupid. 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 How did this continue? First of all, I don't know why the feud's continuing. Both are ready for bigger things. Cesaro has been... Cesaro's been ready for bigger things in some way since he won the Andre Joram. I am a moral battle royal. I mean, sure, he doesn't have a ton of charisma, but he's more talented than Kenny Omega. Um, I, I don't understand. I don't get the hot potato hokey pokey. Again, the 50-50 booking is not only going to hurt Cesaro. It's hurting Seth Rollins. Both could move on to bigger things and be more entertaining. And, and oh, that exclusive footage of the hospital room. I don't understand, and I, I would offend Visit Man probably until I'm in the grave because I'm assuming he's gonna outlive me because he'll like freeze his head or something. Bathroom humor and oh listen to that. Didn't that just who the hell thinks like did nobody in the writer's room go look Vince Buddy Boss Mr. Mac Man? This is stupid. Big Mac. Come on, brother. Come, grapefruit haver of the keeper of the gate. Just what? Oh, you know, Linda's man. Come on in. Let's talk. Um, you forget he's married almost. So does he. Um, McCarthy, am I right that this was completely an
0: asinine waste of a segment and did nothing for either either man? You would be 100% correct on this segment that it really doesn't do anything and i'd rather kind of just see before he disappeared for two months seth Rollins, as opposed to i don't know what i i can't get his motivation other than oh you beat me at wrestlemania ooh so'd kevin owens yeah like I, i don't i guess i don't get it like it fit for lead up to wrestlemania it was like a big deal but now like they're they've lost the whole reason to have the match it's not like it's no number one contendership again it's they're just spinning their wheels at this point
1: i like you know who isn't on tv lately that could probably use either one of these two men to do something great biggie stick him with either one is that not money either one pick it out of the hat do a random draw either one is that not money how is this that complicated I don't know it, it shouldn't be it should not be hell if if Raw can't find anything to do for Keith Lee which ain't seen him in a month of Sundays he's in the witness protection program too
2: I think he's still injured
1: well, I need, they need to be more clear about that, because
2: we... I, I he is asked that they not speak on it.
1: Oh, oh poopy poppycock. All right. If it's a family matter or mental health, all right, fine. Okay. Fine. Fit, in, all right. Is Daniel Bryan coming back?
2: I, I don't, don't know.
1: Yes, probably. Then let's... Come on. Move it Jeez. It's not that
2: hard. Bring Okada in.
1: Yes, with the New Japan rumors. Smackdown women champion Bianca Belair defeated Carmella. Yay. Yay. Carmella gets better and better as a single star, but... I mean, it's the time Bianca Belair. Any thoughts on this match, Uh,
2: Bianca Belair doesn't have to have a match every single week. Because it seems like she's... You mean there's other women on the roster? I I've, I've heard on th- the I've, I have heard I've heard things that there are. Really? I think so. Mm. I'm not quite sure. We'll have to investigate that. We will. We will. We will definitely get on that. I'll get our team on it and get back to you. Why? Why why are we feeding Carmela to Bianca Belair? Like you said, she is getting better and better as a single star was competing for the championship. Yeah. A couple months ago. And now she's relegated back to the bottom of the barrel, which either means one of two things. They need to either do something more with those women tag team titles because those are a thing. Those are a thing. And Carmella needs to maybe find a buddy again. James Ellsworth, they'll be back. (laughs) Or they maybe need a secondary or tertiary or whatever, you know, Spot on the spectrum you want to put it. Maybe they need more women's belts.
1: Maybe they need better ideas. I
2: need that too. No? Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I know crazy, crazy thought, crazy, crazy thought, but better ideas would really help. Where the hell is Sasha Banks?
2: Playing on the playground with Alexa Bliss. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean. Taking more mental time off because she lost again.
1: I mean, look, I'm not ever going to light change or short change mental health issues. I had a tough day this morning. I didn't know if I was going to do the show. Uh, But what are we doing? What what are we doing? McCarthy.
0: Stupid, right? Thoughts? Yes, it was very stupid because why? Because I, I get where, you know, Carmella lost to Sasha like three times. Sasha became the number one contender. You know, so Carmella goes back to the the back of the line. Sure. But at some point to move forward in said line is not by defeating or losing to the champion. Wrestle the other women in the division like they used to do.
2: It wasn't Mid-carters would
0: kind Bailey of wrestle mid-carters, mid and the cream would rise to the top. I can't believe that. Because no Carmella's go- great in the ring
1: now. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but what Vince needs to do is, need- someone needs to flip on dynamite, do what Britt Baker just did. Work your way through the roster. And then you earn the championship match for, I don't know, SummerSlam?
2: Because Bailey didn't even earn it, I don't think. Did no, she, she just just,
1: dis- ding-dong, Hello. And while that is humorous, it's not championship. It's. What is. It, it's not that they. I don't agree with you in the idea of they're like besmirching the women or don't give them a chance anymore. They get plenty of chances. The problem is they're not. Oh, I don't, they're, feel, they're, they're I not, don't
2: feel that much anyway right now. It was, back then I did.
1: They don't. They they don't have any ideas for them just like they don't with certain like they only have an idea for Charlotte Flair because she's Charlotte Flair, exactly.
2: and it's not it's not even
1: favoritism at this point. It's because like, well there is more we can do with her because of her last name. It's they don't have like Alexa Bliss. Is she gonna wrestle anymore? Is she not an active competitor on said roster? And the vignettes are great. Uh, little talk shows are great. Piper's Pit's iconic. Miss TV grown to be pretty watchable most weeks. The point of wrestling, and I cannot... and Or sports entertainment. And the guy used to literally write the book on this, but apparently he's forgotten. At some point, you get the match in the ring. At some point, you do. What? That's fine to do Piper's Pit or Bailey's show or moment of bliss or let's play. That's part of the sports entertainment weird ass role that is professional wrestling. I don't have any issue with that. But McCarthy, back me up here. It used to always have a clear purpose of where we're heading to get the match in the ring at some point.
0: No, you're 100% correct. And it used to be, I don't want to say obvious, but you could see where they were going and figure out who was going to be a standout and who wasn't. Like, and I think that's why like, this, it, it seems like something that they repeat over and over again is they don't have anybody ready for to take over in a feud once some of these big feuds end. I and mean, it's very similar to when Austin turned heel. They didn't have any baby faces ready. Did Jericho and Benoit eventually get there? Sure. But they didn't have anybody ready to go. And, and they still make that mistake. Even during the pandemic era when they have you know, more time than ever because they're not traveling around the country figuring out plane arrangements and hotel arrangements and booking the venues, they could have done something to make us care a little bit more about where they are on the card because I'd rather see Carmella lose to like somebody in the Riot Squad or Dana Brooke or if she was going to lose – let it help grow another star yeah. instead of con- continuing to have Bianca Belair randomly wrestle people for what? She's in a feud with Bayley right now. Save that for a segment. Give Carmelo a match with somebody trying to prove themselves. Mm-hmm.
2: Could it be because they aren't on the road because they are still in the Thunderdome that they just don't have any idea because they don't know who's over?
1: Well, I, I, I think it, we are now, we're now reaching a point where a lot of it's going to be saving for the fans.
2: And that, that's the other point I was going to bring up. Is it is it possible because there were a lot of reports that Fox kind of forced their hand a little bit. Yeah. And kind of, you know, poked them like, hey, A.W.'s getting back on the road. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah. We we got fans in baseball. We got fans in NFL. Right. We, we invest billions in that. Right. Could it be that they got pressure, which obviously I think they did, they got pressured into going back to live fans. Could it be that that's just simply how it happened, that they are now going back to live fans? They immediately thought in the writer room, crap, we got to get all of our main stars back out there and make them look good?
1: If the rest of the pandemic era hadn't been this way, I'm fine with that. I'll live with it. I think the month of June is about to be some of the toughest wrestling we've ever had to watch. Because so much of it is going to be, save it for the fans. Save it for this. There, I think we'll cover it on this show. I think in WWE land, not not AEW, in WWE, the month of June very well could be the toughest month of wrestling we've had to watch in a long, long time, boys. Because so much of it is going to be, well, we'll do this because we're going to have fans in a month. We'll save it for
0: when the fans are back, right? McCarthy, do you agree? Um, I'm afraid that that might be the case, and I think that's incredibly short-sighted. Even though it is hard to tell who's over, is it? I mean, it's not able to, it's hard to tell who's over in the moment, but all you have to do is check merch sales. That tells you right there who's over. They know people are watching. Why not try to build some people so that it's not just the champions and the veterans and the people that have already been to the top of the mountain that get cheered. They, it, it's a There's going to be cheering the second they're back on the road. But it's going to be very telling to see who truly stood out of the younger generation from this pandemic era because obviously WWE doesn't put them at the forefront a lot of the times. So what kind of pops are they going to be getting? And that's why I think this whole if that's the case, and this is what happens, especially with Carmella and Bianca wrestling each other the other night, waiting and waiting and waiting for that pop is very detrimental. Yep. You'll find out, let them go out there and do their thing. Then come July, you'll find out if you're not sure who's the stars and who isn't yet.
1: Well, we got to move on, but I'll I'll take the last word on this. The pandemic era had the potential to be, a great thing in terms of storytelling for WWE and they completely blew it because instead of taking that much more time they have, cause they won't be on the road five, six days a week and putting that in a TV product. It felt like they even got lazier because they were like, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. At least we're putting out something. And that is, that was a complete short sightedness on Vince, on the creative team. And no matter who it's on, really it falls on Vince. Cause he's the, he's the head of the table. He's the leader. Um, and so, that, this could have, and again, I, I would give anything to not have to deal with the pandemic. I know we all would. I'm not trying to say that was a... I'm talking about in terms of the product, this could have been a good thing, and we could have got better stories and better ideas than we've seen in a long time. Because it's one thing for Vince to be up and down the roads with the guys, and you know, time is, is is of the essence, and doing things with the XFL and all that. For the last year, that hasn't been the case. The XFL went under, and they have, they've been stuck in Orlando Except for Mania, where they moved to Tampa. There, there, There's no excuse. And when we're sitting here in six months, there's going to be no excuse again because you probably won't bring it that hard for that long for the fans. I think Money in the Bank at SummerSlam might be really good. After that, I think we're probably back to Snoozeville. Um, we'll see what happens. Shinsuke Nakamura... Oh, pardon me. Kevin Owens defeated Apollo Crews by DQ... Uh, do you like Napa or where this is heading? I, if they do the match genuinely for next week, I like it because it was a setup to get you to in next week. That's, that's wrestling 101. Do you, do you think we get this match fair and square next week? No. Okay. Where does it head? Probably to Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this? this setup? Do we get the match in the ring next week as is advertised?
0: Nah, it's probably going to lead to hell in a cell. We got to save something for the big show.
1: Yeah, we got to save something because, boy, those are valuable bullets. Um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Chad Gable. I don't like Rick Boogs, a.k.a. Elias with an amplifier.
2: Or Night Panther.
1: Or 70s porn star. Um, what are we doing, Shinsuke? Ooh. I mean. Just when I think we're on the right path back with Shinsuke Solo but We muck it up with this. I mean... What? I didn't comment on it last week because I'm like, well, let's... I don't know. We'll see where it goes, right? <laughs> Does anybody remember how over he was at NXT? Does anybody recall... They sent you the Golden Goose, and you turned it into Gold Chocolate. What?! McCarthy, any thoughts?
0: No. Okay. No thoughts. I'm just as disappointed as you are.
1: Like, I love Otis, so I'm fine with seeing him, and I might buy an Academy t-shirt just said, like, Otis so well. Uh, because Otis is just big, goofy, and lovable. Even when he's a heel, he's just... Yeah, what happened to him? Remember, he's the money in the bank winner. For last I know. Year. <laughs> you know, old ham and slam. Jeez. I don't, we don't know. All right, tag team champions to tell to me to defeat the Riot Squad. Remember when the Riot Squad broke up and Liv Morgan was going to get a huge push and we were doing all that and she was really cute and had all this personality and hell, had a lesbian angle even that at least had some effort into it. That went bye-bye.
2: I don't remember. Buzz.
1: That went. That went. Bye bye. That went. Bye bye. Uh, I I don't. Any thoughts, McCarthy? Because if I continue to talk about it, I'm going to scream. No, it's a shame. Yep. Wasted talent. This was again. this what this episode of SmackDown was is as bad if not worse than Weekly rolls. Usually, we can say, "Damn, Bruce brings it for SmackDown." I you know maybe it's the third out that kills him. This was a lazy ass SmackDown that was a waste of primetime television. It should have been stuck on FS1. All right, let's take a second here, and we want to remind you tune in to tune into Heel Turn Wrestling. Hit that subscription button. Watch Big Stevie C, Heel and Face Podcast, every Sunday. Just hit that subscribe button, hit those notifications on that there bell, and guess what? You'll get notified anytime all of us kooky, crazy cats go live. All right, let's talk a little NXT. NXT World Champion Karrion Cross defeated Finn Balor in the main event Tuesday night. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on the match? And what is next for the Prince, Finn Balor? Do we finally get him back on the main roster? Rumors are, rumors are, that, that he's wanting to go up to the main roster. But because Raw doesn't have a whole lot for him, at least in terms of concrete big plans... Triple
0: H just kind of fought that. What's going on with Finn Balor? What would you think of the match? So I thought the match was great. Like, maybe their first one on pay-per-view was a little bit better, but this really showed the dominance that they want and Cross to portray. He needed to firmly defeat Finn Balor, and he did that. I think the place for Finn Balor on the main roster is SmackDown, to be 100% honest. Do they need more faces and more stars on Raw because it's three hours? Yes. Because sometimes you can use them properly with the younger talent and get those talents over. But I think he's a perfect fit for SmackDown. Because we don't know what Daniel Bryan's is doing right now. And Vince might not either. You need somebody to fill that role. And I think Finn Balor, Now Daniel Bryan is so much better on the microphone than... Finn Balor, but you can almost say that about quite a few guys on in WWE or AEW quite frankly, about Daniel Bryan being better than them on the microphone so it's not really a knock on Finn Balor, it's more how great Daniel Bryan is, I think Finn uh, Balor could fill that void, he rediscovered himself in NXT, it's time to have that second run on the main roster
1: I, ha- I have to agree with you, I think it is but I, d- I don't know if it'll happen My gut says he's going to stay at NXT, even though he's done everything there is to do. That's a theme with a lot of these guys. We talk about that the Undisputed Era at length all the time. Mr. Knapper, thoughts on what's next for Finn Balor? Thoughts on this championship matchup?
2: I thought the matchup was great. I agree with Jason. I think maybe the first one was just a little bit better. Um, But not by much. Not by much. But... That's a good question. I don't know what is next for Finn Balor. I think you guys are on the right track that I think a, a spot up top in the main roster is probably the way you have to go unless you're going to pull Randy Orton and have him be a tag team, which I don't think would hurt him that much because I think he is slowly getting to that point where, He's at that star level where he can drop back down and really not be that big of an issue. But at the same time, do people really want to see that? Do they really want to see him go back to being kind of mid-card? Or do they want to see him move up to the main roster and see him vie for a championship, whether it be against Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, or Roman Reigns? I think SmackDown would be the best spot for him because right now you know, we talk about Jey Uso, Big E, Cesaro... That's kind of it, but all three of those guys are kind of in storylines of their own. So who do you really have be that guy that goes after Roman Reigns? Because it really doesn't seem like they have anybody right now because he's spending more time focusing on what his brothers are doing than his own championship. So maybe that is what's next for him. And if it is, cool. Oh, I, looking I, forward to it. I'm looking forward to it as well. I think that would be a great back and forth. Um, And they could put on one hell of a match. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it no matter what. I think no matter what, they have good plans for him. Yeah, Yeah, it's
1: hard to mess up with Finn Balor if there's an idea on any of the three brands. As long as they have an idea of where they're heading next, no matter where it is, NXT, w, uh, Raw, SmackDown, doesn't matter. As long as you got an idea, it's going to work. He's a star. All right, LA Knight interrupted the million-dollar face-off between Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes. Now we're going into left field. Now I've got problems. As cool as the million-dollar man is, and as cool as L.A. Knight is, L.A. Knight does not need a manager. A manager is to talk. Well, the guy was born talking. Anybody heard that guy talk? Like, he doesn't have the notoriety, but... I don't think it's a stretch to say, microphone-wise, notoriety notwithstanding, he's right there with Austin. He's right there with Rock. He's right there with Hogan. He can just talk to you all day long. He could. He can, you know, the old saying, talk him into the building. Why are we pairing these two? You know who might need a little help being a little bit more serious? Cameron Grimes. You know who doesn't have a pedigree outside of WWE? Cameron Grimes. Like his best run is Trevor Lee, where he was like Impact, Impact X Division Champion. There is where, all can aside, LA Knight, Eli Drake was very over in Impact Wrestling, very over in the NWA. He can talk for days. It would be like giving the Miz a manager. It's one thing to have him, you know, be the shtick with Morrison with their buds, but I'm talking about somebody going to talk for the Miz. Are you kidding? Somebody going to talk for Chris Jericho, MJF? Only, only WWE, and last I checked, Triple H books this show, could take a great thing with a Hall of Famer, the million-dollar man, a, a, a pretty solid microphone piece his entire career, and we'll go. We'll stick him with a guy that is probably a better promo cutter than Ted DiBiase ever was, but certainly at this stage. McCarthy... Are you as befuddled, baffled, bamboozled as I am? Because I, I, literally, it's, I I don't know how to put it any plainer than, we got the lead here, all we gotta do is run out the clock. Throws ball downfield, triple coverage. We got the lead here, we got great things going. You know what, I'm going to head home tonight. Instead of heading home or going to the grocery store getting some food, that telephone pole sure looks nice. I'm just going to veer into it. McCarthy,
0: talk to me. I think they missed a golden opportunity here to not only give Cameron Grimes the true push that he deserves, because he's worked really, really hard to get better and it tells in his work, but also to reintroduce Ted DiBiase Jr. and Erwin R. Schyster's son, and form a new faction to replace the undisputed era of the Million Dollar Madmen, and take over NXT. And they're failing. Like you said, L.A. Knight does not need Ted DiBiase Sr.'s help. You know who does. Cameron Grimes. What and Ted DiBiase that? Jr. <laughs> and Erwin R. Scheister's son.
2: It
1: is the equivalent, boys and girls. It is the equi- I'm going to put this as PG, but as plainly as I can. It is the equivalent of that girl you've been crushing on. And guess what? She's crushing on you, too. And you guys are about to, you know, do whatever y'all want to do, right? I'm putting as PG as I can. And you say, you know what? Just realize I gotta feed my fish. But I go home with feeding fish. Sorry. You've been dreaming of it. You've been thinking about it. You've been going, God, that'd be great if it ever happens. And just when you guys are about to commit to one another and, you know, do whatever, I like I said, put it as PG as I can. We've been dreaming about this with Cameron Grimes and Million other Men we said, my God, this could work. We're talking about gold here. All of a sudden, Triple H or Vincent Man's got to feed their fish. They're goldfish at home. You literally ignored the air traffic controller that was steering you.
2: What? It was so obvious. How did you mess it up?
1: <laughs> the answers in the back of the textbook.
2: Napper. Thoughts. Because I have no hope for this company. Well, you guys are going to hate me. I love this. He doesn't need the mouthpiece. What? I don't care if he needs the mouthpiece. We're not done here. This isn't over. We're, we're, at, we're treating this... Oh, whoopsie. We're good. Just going to leave that. We're good. going to leave <laughs> that. We're good. Um, we act as if this is over. This isn't over. Yes, I know. They beat up on Cameron Grimes. But he also stuck around to offer some advice. This isn't over. And I, I, I get what you're saying. L.A. Knight doesn't need the mouthpiece. Really, Cameron Grimes doesn't either, though. He needs more legitimacy, he needs more seriousness to his character, but he doesn't necessarily need the mouthpiece. He was over when it came to promos. What he needs is a guy that'll st- or a manager that'll stand next to him and make him look more serious. What would help him even more than that is a faction that will make him look more serious, which is why I think even though they beat him up, they're making him work towards That ultimate goal of having all three of them, and maybe more than that, all three of them come together as this million-dollar force in the company. He's got the money. LA Knight's got the charisma. Put them together, and we have ourselves an incredible faction.
0: Look, it's the million-dollar madmen, okay? Whatever. Not million-dollar force. Million-dollar madmen. McCarthy, would you it. like
1: to rebuttal your thoughts on Nappers' the idea of where they could be heading here?
0: As long as I get the million-dollar bad, man, I don't care anymore. No, I'm kidding. You're wrong. This is egregious. And, and, Where's but, Ted DiBiase Jr.? Come wait, on, man. Let me, let me interject here. So, no, so wait, I can be mad at fantasy booking not going my way, but you can? I wasn't mad. I just said, where is he? Where is that he? Sounded, that sounded dis, dis, disgruntled and disappointed. Well, I was disgruntled at the treatment of Ted DiBiase Jr. the first time.
1: <clears throat> well, here's my thing. If, if it's happening like that, you're right. Cool idea. I don't trust this product to tell me long-term stories. I don't. Even NXT? No, because why? Are, because of the idea of why are we taking the long rate around to get to it when we could just get to
2: it? Because for the longest time, wrestling fans has been wanting it here and now and right right at our fingertips instead of actually working towards the ultimate goal. Because it's a way better story if we drag this out for a couple months. And especially, it's really good on the writers who don't have to sit there every single week and try to come up with something new every 20 seconds because, okay, we finished that story. Okay, we finished that story. Okay, we finished that story. Instead, hey, we got a story that's gonna go for three months, so we don't have to write anything with that. Let's just let that play out. And save our own sanity instead of having to come up with something and pump it out every single week.
1: I hear you. I hear you, but here's my final rebuttal, and then we got to move on. The reason that we get that way is because when there were so many opportunities to tell the long-term story correctly, they had a long history of not telling the long-term story correctly. Right? So many times it was like, well, this is obvious where this is going, and it does not happen. And it does not happen. And it does not happen. And so, i if, if it's going the way you think it's going to go, fine. I, I, then we'll come back on this show and I'll go, you know what? I was wrong. They were telling the long turn way around and this could be gold. But so many times when they step into a puddle, they stay right there and play in
2: it. We'll see.
1: Uh, <clears throat> Frankie Monier did her debut uh, finally in the ring. Of course, the former of Valkyrie. Thoughts on that debut, Napper?
2: She did pretty good. It was a squash match. Luera loca. I did like that. That was pretty cool. She, I, I kind of popped on that one. That was pretty
1: funny. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it did everything it needed to do. Frankly, uh, props to Cora Jade for making her look so good. Uh, that's not an easy job to have, folks. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this debut?
0: No, I thought the debut was great. I mean, of course it was going to be a squash match, but I, I think there are some very big things ahead for Frankie Monet, Monet and Cora Jade, to be honest. Just for Frankie Monet has more star power right now.
2: Could it be Monet that is in store for Monet? Yes. I don't know. They did that. Yeah. Probably. Together. Yep. We're not done yet.
1: <laughs> we should, we, yep, we should all be in the writer's room. Uh, Pete Dunn defeated Bobby Fish. Uh, did the right guy win McCarthy?
0: No. How is Bobby Fish ever going to get to the level of cool Kyle oh God. and Adam Cole, baby, if he keeps taking losses like this? It's egregious. It it's We're in the Undisputed you? Era. You only Shouldn't took be one loosed. loss. It's fine. It's Fine, he'll be fine. And where's Roderick Strong? That is Where true. is he? Where is Roddy? I Where is he? How can life. they tell this story without him? This is egregious I thought and for facetious sure he would show up and wrong. Um, Just as wrong as Ted DiBiase Jr. not being involved. See, you are disgruntled. You're upset. You you <laughs> need to take a chill pill. Calm down. Things ain't so bad.
2: Uh, in this case, though, they are so bad. Um, I agree with Jason. I think the wrong guy... One, I we know Pete Dunn's an ass kicker. We know what he can do in the ring. He spouts it off every other week. I, you know, I am that good, and I understand that they needed to build up to the triple threat. Now, obviously, that they're going to have with him and Gargano, and who else? Um, oh, uh, Kyle, Kyle, Robbie. Um, I I imagine that's why they did this and why they had to go this way because they didn't want him to look weak going into the triple threat. But I I think long-term this was the wrong decision, even if it was to make him look strong leading up to the the triple threat. Because, number one, having Bobby Fish lose in the first place, I think, was the wrong decision. But at the same time, why are we going back and trying to re-injure himself, like re-injure him? I get it. They want to be, they want to be done with him and rid of him, but nobody came to his aid. Not even Kyle. I get it. The undisputed era is broken up, but you're telling me not one babyface in that locker room was gonna come out, especially people that have had problems with Pete Dunne, Oni Lorkin, and a lot of them, because there have been a couple of them, not just undisputed era. Locker room. Why did nobody come out to save Bobby Fish? Even Wanna know Patrick why? Strong, who's not I get it, not with the company anymore, but you mean to tell me he can't pop up somewhere seeing that his buddy's back? Like they could have had that whole angle where he's back, you know, just welcoming Bobby Fish back. He's not really part of the roster, but just wanted to be there for Bobby Fish's first match, and then he makes the save.
1: Yeah. Um <clears throat> but that would be a good idea. Oh,
2: sorry, I forgot I had those sometimes.
1: Yeah. Uh you have him a lot, it's the creative team that doesn't. Uh, Mercedes Martinez. She she won in a, a a squash match. Afterwards, she received a message warning from you know Boa and all that sort of thing. How do you feel about all that?
2: I'm slowly getting tired of it. Like I, I still want to see how this all plays out because I feel like there's I do have a little bit of confidence that they got something good here. But it was cool for like a week or two. Now it's kind of weird and just kind of. It seemed like they had a plan, and I think because of um, Casey getting injured, mm-hmm. that threw it all out. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Too. I think that
0: lost all of its steam. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts? Dang it. I can't believe it. Tell long-term stories, but I'm sick of this one. But somebody got hurt. I'm still sick of it. Give them a chance to recover. Get back on the wheel with this one. Tell long-term stories. I still I'm this one. give it a chance. Take I'm just getting mind. a little bit tired take of it because mind. they're not really doing anything with it. That's because Casey Cadazaro got hurt, okay? Let him get back on track. It's going to take a minute. As I defend NXT with the same vitriol that I defend AEW, cut him some slack, man. I don't really, know. You up yell a little bit more when it's AEW. That's partially probably true. <laughs> that's, that's guaranteed fact, bro. That sky is blue.
2: Yeah, bro. Uh,
1: bro. Shot to Blackheart, Ember Moon. They defeated uh, NXT Women's Rock Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. Can we please break up Raquel and Dakota already? Please.
2: I've been saying that for a while now. But please.
1: Thoughts on this, Mr. Napper?
2: <sighs> I'm kind of conflicted. On one hand, I want that to really, 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 really happen. On the other hand, I really don't want Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon to have the titles anymore. Fair. At least, not anymore. I shouldn't say anymore. I don't want them to regain the titles after they just lost them. Give the titles to somebody else. This is the same problem we have with the actual women's titles. Mm In WWE, they passed them back and forth. Hot potato, hot potato between the same damn teams every single week you got plenty of women on the roster. Let's throw a tag team together. You love to do that. We know you do. Yeah, that's a thing. Please, go ahead. Do that and hand the team. Hell, you did it with Shotzi, Blackheart, and Ember Moon. Yep. Throw the throw somebody else out there and give them the opportunity, not Shotzi and Ember. Any but, th- yes, please, break up Dakota Kai hmm. and Raquel Gonzalez. Well, because
1: it would freshen up both. It, you know, Dakota Kai could, you know. Dakota Kai hasn't
2: done nothing since this pairing. Dakota Kai, literally nothing. You
1: can make an argument; she's done very little since the breakup with Tegan Knox.
2: Yeah, like ever since that feud, and that's been a long time. She's been nothing. Like she was the hottest thing going at that point. Yeah, nothing. So I don't know. Why and I'm not taking away from like her her actual ability. I'm just saying, from a, a heat standpoint, she is ice cold. So it's time to turn face again. Yes. Yep. It's, it's, is Tegan coming back soon?
1: Uh, I don't know. Cause she said so many knee, I, she will be back at some point, I believe, but I don't know how close she is. Cause she had so many, uh, knee injuries. Was, and it a, was it an ACL this yep, time? Another another ACL. Um, I don't know.
0: Mr. McCarthy thoughts. Just one. Make up your mind, Travis. Make up your mind. Oh, five months. That's too long to be champion. Oh, man, they're trading them back and forth. This is egregious. Make up your mind. Do you want long reigns? Do you want short reigns? Do you want them in the middle? I don't understand. I want long
2: reigns, but at the same time, I don't want to see Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai anymore. You don't
0: either. You, You don't. That's fair. They need to feud for the NXT Women's Championship. Thank you. And I'm just saying where you're coming from because I don't understand. This young upstart company don't keep tag teams as champions for five months. This other jumpstart company, because it's NXT, it's a jumpstart company. Don't trade your titles. Make up your mind. But that's two totally different things. You support range. to jumpstart companies. Huh? I said you should support all jumpstart companies. Jeez, well if they pay NXT's fighting tooth and nail to stay relevant.
2: Oh yes, they are fighting so <laughs> hard to stay relevant.
1: They are the le- they are the baby child of Vince McMahon. You know I'm talking about. You know, the, the third one, the parents kind of don't care as much. Whatever. Redhead right stepchild. You can do what you want. Yep. That's what NXT is, and if we're gonna go with the upstart idea, and I suppose. You know who the original voice of NXT was, boys and girls? And it's No. No, no, oh, wait, no, no, you're right. Going am I'm I'm going way back.
2: I'm going way back.
1: Way back. Way back.
2: I don't know. Though. To
1: like when it first became its own separate brand from Not main Roster. His name is Jim Ross. I forgot about that. That's been a long time since we've upstarted, boys and girls. Jim Ross is been taken out of that role, and then he was on a part-time, kind of doing what the King's doing now, and then he wasn't on TV at all, and then you know where he ended up? AEW. All that has happened in this span of time, in the upstart. Okay, we'll we'll let you have your narrative, McCarthy. We'll let you have your narrative. Hit row, eyes, championship gold. I want to go ahead and admit something to Mr. Napper. This segment completely proved it. You are absolutely right. This is dog crap this is like a horrible PG version it's like somebody showed Triple H events the acclaimed it was like let's do that but we can't quite do that because we're a PG company selling to Snickers and Coca-Cola and Mattel and and credit one bank for hell in a cell like Matt Kenseth and Kyle Larson Uh, this sucks (laughs) It is. It's a bad version of The Acclaimed. It's like, let's give the Friday cast PG lines and act like The Acclaimed. This is
0: awful. McCarthy, thoughts? I concur. Especially when you put it into words of how terrible would Friday have been if it was PG. My dear lord. Sorry, I'm just saying. It's a movie of my childhood. It's amazing. Don't mess with it. And that's what Vince is doing right now.
1: I, I I wanted to give it a chance. Remember I said that? I wanted to be fair. You know, you never know how something's going to turn out. Remember the new day started out as a popcorn fart, but quickly turned around. This sucks. So Napper, have your victory lap.
2: I will say this. I think there are some bright spots in this group. I don't see this lasting. What's well, a dim, lit room. No, I agree. I think there are some bright spots. I think Ashanti and Top Dollar are the bright spots. Because them as a tag team, I like. I really do. And I think they're really good on the mic, too. But the the characters that they have made them portray, to me, don't fit. They just don't seem to fit. They're trying too hard. They're trying to be the, the acclaimed. The, Cool. Really they are. Cool. You're, you're yeah. absolutely
1: just uh, let's let's rap, let's drop
2: lines. You're trying to be gangsters in a PG environment. It's it's not gonna work. Uh, it's you can't do it. You really can't. Uh, unless you can call John Cena and get him
1: to help you, because when he breaks out the Thugonomics, now, you can still make it kind of work. Like it's one
2: thing to be the shield and be hitman, but you can't be gangsters in a PG environment. It nope. just it, it doesn't work. Yep. And I'm sorry, but to me, Isaiah Swerve Scott just doesn't have the mic skills for it. And I'm sorry, I don't know what her name is, and I feel really bad that I don't know what her name I is. I feel bad. But whoever she is needs to stop talking. That's the thing that's really starting to irritate me. It's not so much as she's talking, but she always talks after he finishes a sentence. I just want to
0: what them so bad. She's the hype man. You know. Hype. But but the, she's got to reinforce the what the man says. Cut her some slack. No, hero
2: is atrocious. Except what he's saying is usually kind of garbage, so she's reinforcing garbage, which is probably not something you want to do.
1: All right, lastly for NXT, failure is not an option for Imperium. Uh, Vulture looked like a Star Wars villain with a little... It, it was. It was kind of holographic. It was. I was like, hey, hey, Lord
2: Vader. Lord <laughs>
1: Uh, so he looked like you know, just help me, Obi Wan. You're my only hope. You know, Mister. You know, Obi Wan Kenobi. All that. Where does Imperium head without Alexander Wolf? Who, of course, was released, but obviously they they wrote him off with the beatdown. Uh, does this mean that Imperium is gonna gonna come back to what Imperium should be? Because as you can imagine, Imperium is my style. The Matt is sacred. This is a sport. That's my whole life, dude. Like, I do that all the time. I, I scream it to the hilltops. Score chat, I still believe it. Um, so does this mean that we're about to get the kind of rebirth of Imperium and, and Bota?
2: I think you're, you're on to something. I think it's definitely a possibility. My question is, do they fill the spot of Alexander Wolfe? And if so, with who? Let's get a couple of Den veterans. Like, and I believe that they are... There's only one other name that I can think of, and it was a name that they kind of feuded with before Alexander Wolf got the can. It would mean he would unfortunately horribly have to break up with his tag team partner. But can you imagine killing Dane? Period. Need a little muscle. Need a little bit of muscle. Yeah, you got Volta, who's the he's the general, but, but I think but you he's need the last
0: the
1: line. He's, yeah,
2: Vader's you know, got a lot of people. Every like good ruler needs a bodyguard. Yep, there you go. Amen to that. I think I think you're right though. I think this is a step back to that aggressive style. Cause yeah, they were aggressive, but. I think things are about to kick back up for Imperium. You're about to see why they were so popular uh, before the pandemic started.
1: Well, I hope so. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on Imperium? Is this a rebirth? What is it?
0: I think it very well may be a rebirth, especially as travel restrictions open up. It's going to give them more opportunities to be on NXT television, and they're going to take over because there's no undisputed undisputed error there to stop them. And for all of those, all of those Bruiser Nation members and to the turnbuckle heads, I'm going to ask you a question. I got a question. And I think you two will appreciate this question. To all those naysayers that say that the great sport of professional wrestling isn't a sport because it's predetermined. Question do the Harlem Globetrotters then make basketball not a real sport? Because that is also predetermined. It's all I got. That's the question. Does it ruin the legitimacy of basketball when the Harlem Globetrotters go out there, spin basketballs on their fingers, dribble between their legs, make the sacramento somebody's look like fools and beat them by 60 (laughs) points because that's what the promoter decided that evening does that make basketball not a real sport
1: i love you i am.
2: what did sacramento do to you man what the hell first of all it was like the generals or somebody like that (laughs) Uh,
1: but i i uh i love you you're vaccinated when we get dinner Deep tongue kiss. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great.
0: Uh, uh, I'll bring and I san- would drop this mic, but it's nice. and it's. I'll bring- I, I did a little mini drop for you.
1: Uh, I'll bring drop sanitizer. It. Hell yes. we got to cut that. we got to clip that. Here's why wrestling's a sport. Boom. Yeah.
0: There you go. All we're over seeing- the social medias. And we're sending it to Adam Dill. All right. <laughs> Scream it to the hilltops. To the hilltops. All right. I'm right.
1: Let's go ahead and let's take, you are, my friend, and, and speaking of right, right is rain. Tell us, my my good friend, uh, tell us about the flagship
0: show of Bruiser Nation Productions. Go ahead. Oh, you mean the Bruce Crews Podcast? The only podcast that brings you pro wrestling for your ears, where this week we are going to be covering the main event of October 7th, 2020, G1 Climax 30 Tournament, Kota Ibushi versus Shingo Takagi. Will the Japanese wrestling god prevail? Or will the last dragon, Shingo Takagi, prevail? You could check Wikipedia. You could probably find the answer somewhere on the internet. But let me tell you the story of it right on the Bruce Cruise podcast. Take you on a ride, if you will. And when will that drop, young man? Thursday, 1 o'clock. Let my sultry voice describe... Epic encounter between Kota Abushi and Shingo Takagi. We told you to save that for the only fans.
1: But nonetheless, take the ride with the leader of Bruiser Nation. Take the ride. Take the sultry, uh, seductive voice. You know, enjoy those docile tones. All right, Mister Napper. Anything you want to plug? Share. I, I, I see your hat there. I, I believe. Anything you want to promote? Go ahead. I guess
2: I could. I guess I should. Hey, why not? Check out the Red Flag Podcast for all you NASCAR fans that love anything and everything NASCAR. Check out the Red Flag Podcast every Monday from 5 to 6 right here on Score on Air Network and also on our actual Facebook page for the Red Flag Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we cross-post with Score on Air Yep. Um, right here on Facebook. So if we go live. We try to, usually, um, but with scheduling issues a lot of times that doesn't work out so usually we end up recording it and then putting it on facebook but so you can't always follow along with us but we do try to go live as much as possible but yes check it out always from five to six with myself and logan morris and also king of the hill ryan hill who joins us uh every every monday no
1: question about it one of the best shows i've ever been a part of i do love to, do love to be a part of it even though this week was damn early Yes, it was. This week, oh boy.
2: We got up really early. Yeah. This week was. We thank everybody that did it with us.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so if you're wondering, boy, they sound tired. We were. We were. We were. I, I was 11 a.m. I was. And I had just went to bed at 5. So I was in no shape
2: <laughs> to do that show, but. Still has a lot of views, too.
1: I, ha- I had an internet outage last week, so I was like, I can't bail. Uh, so that was that was me, because I, I, I'll tell you, when that alarm hit about 1030, I was like, how much do I love these guys? <laughs> <laughs>
2: because I was tired. And the answer is a lot, because you <laughs> did the show. Uh, uh,
1: your- a lot, did the show, brought it the best I could, and I didn't even have any caffeine. I was drinking water, if you recall. All right, let's talk about something that has no caffeine to it. it. It is really watered down these days compared to the golden era. Monday Night Raw. See what I did there? See what I did there? I do. All right. However, we got to start on the high note. Drew McIntyre defeated Cody Co- yeah, Cody Kingston, yes. It's uh, a high note? Yeah, we, we uh, they defeated Cody Kingston in a great, 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 great match main event probably of the year so far on Monday Night Raw. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this main event? I thought the wrong guy won, but other than that, this match brought it in every way possible. What are your thoughts?
0: I think you're right. I mean, as far as Raw goes, and maybe a couple of other shows as well, this is definitely one of the top five main events of the year. I think almost from either company that we talk about on this show. Do I kind of think that the wrong guy won I mean yes and no. Hopefully Hell in a Cell can be the end of this year-long feud between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Not that I haven't enjoyed it. Not that I haven't enjoyed the long-form storytelling. It took a little bit for this storyline to really find its groove but when it did it got really good. But it's time for someone else to step up to Bobby Lashley so at least hopefully we can say that this match at Hell in a Cell Bobby Lashley once again comes out victorious, continuing his unstoppable reign of terror on the Raw roster. And then Drew McIntyre goes to the back of the line, and we get people like the Kofis, the Xavier Woods, the Shelton Benjamins, and the Brock Lesnar's challenging Bobby Lashley for the championship.
1: Well, it's it's funny you mention that name. I'll tell you where I think this is going when we close this show. But, uh, Mr. Mr. Knappert, uh for now, thoughts on this match? I, I know we all do, we all agree that Kofi probably should have got the dub, but overall, thoughts on the match?
2: Uh, you're right. We all do pretty much agree that Kofi probably should have got the dub. But I agree with the both of you. I, I went back and watched this match a little bit today after I got home from work, and it was. It was a very incredible match. Definitely one of the better main events that Raw has had for quite some time, especially this year. Um, it just sucks because the ending, I don't want to say ruined it, but it kind of deflates the whole thing because it's a really great match. That was a hell of a Claymore, though. And then, yeah, it was. But it's true. Again and again and again. Remember what I said about the championships? I'm going to say it again. See, I'm consistent, McCarthy. Why are we hot-potatoing this stupid number-one contendership with Drew McIntyre over and over and over and over again? Why?
1: Well, uh, I, I agree with you. I don't know why. But let's be honest, though. Despite the fact that there's a lot of fatigue with the story, you know they're going to tear it down in Hell in a Cell they're gonna ooh. tear it down Ooh,
0: ooh. Ooh. Right. ooh, what i know why i know why because bobby lashley is going to destroy drew mcintyre inside helen in of a cell and then and then the men the man that i mentioned earlier barack lesnar is gonna come tear the cage apart and destroy drew mcintyre some more because he still owes him revenge then and the match is going to end Because
2: that's how we do it
0: And then that takes us to SummerSlam Between Not yeah. Drew and Brock Lesnar But Brock Lesnar and someone else at SummerSlam
1: We'll talk about Lesnar in just a second uh, I, I agree Probably wrong. wrong guy won But I, it was pretty obvious Great main event And if my only complaint is the wrong result I can live with that Especially by raw standards there. Nikki Cross defeated Turtle Flair to beat the clock challenge match. I don't know what we're doing here. I really hope it leads to a Nikki Cross push because Nikki Cross is just lovable. Uh, She's—I don't understand how she's not a bigger star. She's a good enough worker. She's should be attractive enough for Vince, and and I hate to tell you folks, but that matters to him. Uh, like, there's—I hope this is leading to a push. Doesn't mean she's got to win the title but let's get her on TV every week again and maybe have a, a couple of main event champi- championship matches, even if she loses to Rhea Ripley or Charlotte Flair, whoever has the belt. Uh, what are your thoughts, Mr. Knapper?
2: My only issue is that for the last two weeks, they've made Nikki Cross look kind of like a coward. Because, yeah, they beat the clock challenges. At the end of the day, she won them, and she outsmarted them yeah. by running around the ring and kind of avoiding I think I would have been much more impressed watching Nikki Cross wrestle them for two minutes and then winning by beating the clock. Surviving in the ring with them for two minutes and beating the clock that way. She's not a chicken you-know-what heel. She is a pretty damn good wrestler. Why are we making her look like, the oh, the little trickster that got her, oh, I tricked you, I went around the ring, I avoided you. That's my only issue. If we're gonna give her a major push, what's she gonna do? Run around the ring until they tire each other out and then steal the pin?
1: No, I I I, I gotta go McCarthy here on you. I think you're missing the long-term story. The long-term story right now is champion and challenger acting like dopes and I'm out in their league. For now, they're not even th- they think I can't last two minutes. However, I last two minutes I last two minutes. You have Nikki Cross prove that she's on that level in ring-wise at Hell in a Cell or whenever you do the actual match. The long-term story is, for now, I'm just going to outsmart the bullies. I don't need to fight the bullies. I just got to outsmart them. And then, when you get to the pay-per-view, is when you go sort of like Orange Cassidy, you show up and you show out and you go, God, I didn't know you had it in you. That's the story that I think they're telling. That's that Rhea Ripley is the lovable kind of big sister, but come on, you're not ready for this. Charlotte Flair is the full-fledged bully. And then she has outsmarted both of them on back-to-back weeks. And now, like I said, maybe at Hell in a Cell, hopefully, she gets involved in the match somehow, another triple threat maybe. And even if she doesn't pull off the W, she gains respect and gets over because she just went in there and had what is probably, hopefully, if the story goes right, a great match with the two best damn women on this Raw roster. That's the story I think they're trying to tell, if they have any sense. McCarthy,
0: thoughts? So, so... So I guess my thoughts are, like, Travis is a little wrong because it shows her intelligence. It's not really the, the cowardly heel thing that she's doing. She's she's using her brain to defeat two, as Logan put it, bullies. But I guess my problem with this is that didn't beat the clock challenges used to, like, be between, like, three or for people and decide a, a true number one contender, not who's can beat Nikki Cross fastest. Like that's, that's my issue with the storyline. It's like, Oh, let's see who can beat Nikki Cross faster. Not can Nikki Cross beat Carmela in less than 10 minutes. And then Carmella beat Ember Moon in, in seven minutes. Like, like the beat the clock challenges used to be. I think they're misusing the storyline.
1: You, you may be right about it kind of going the wrong way, but again, I think if, if it does what it should do—and that's a big if with this company—but uh, if it does what it should do, then you get that payoff. You, you, you know, because maybe, maybe next Monday on Raw, it'll be all right. We'll take it on a triple threat. If we can't beat her in three minutes between the two of us, you know what I mean? Then we got a really pro- we have a serious problem because you continue to outsmart, outsmart, which. Adam Pierce has been a fair on-air authority figure. Okay, you outsmarted him one more time. Hell in a cell, you're in the match. And then that's when you say, damn, Nikki Cross just... Frankly, why not a small title run? Because we all know it's going back to Charlotte anyway. Why not Nikki Cross for two months until SummerSlam? What a cool-ass story. What a cool-ass story that would be. Uh, Because it shouldn't be going back to Charlotte Flair quickly, but it feels like it's going to. It just has that vibe because I've been burnt before. All right. Reginald defeated Shayna Baszler. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this one, boys. This is why people tune out. This is why I can tolerate a marriage angle, a lesbian angle, and I can have even fun with that to get through it because I have to remember sometimes that there's a whole other demographic that is not me, that is not a diehard wrestling fan because Lana said, and, and I didn't know this, Lana said the numbers with women during the wedding and lesbian angle went way up during that time. Maybe she's lying, but I, I'm going to go ahead and believe her because why would you Why would you kind of make that
2: up, right? I think at least for the YouTube numbers right. went up.
1: So, So at least there's something to that. Fine. It, it's not all about me and what I want. Fine. There is not a demographic out there where this, what happened, entertains. I don't buy that. Not here. I can buy people getting into a, a, a wedding angle or a lesbian angle and, and getting lost in the story you're trying to tell. That's why soap operas are on 30 years, people. But this is completely stupid on both counts. On both counts. If you're going to go full-fledged relationship angle with Nia Jackson Reginald, then do it. But Shayna Baszler deserves better. Hell, right before the pandemic... Anybody remember the last period before the pandemic? That elimination chamber, she owned it. She dominated and decimated the whole roster. And now she's in a a so-called. And if it was a legit intergender match, it's one thing. But this was a this was a this was Vince's version of an intergender match, which wasn't really one. Uh, just this is why people tune out because there, I cannot. Like I said, I can get behind. All right, people like soap opera angles and things like that, so I can live with that and I can have fun with that. And poke it, especially at McCarthy. And so, because even I can just get lost in it and go, fine, I'll, I'll tolerate it. But there is no way that this match made a single demographic, man, woman, older man, child, which is all that WWE tries to appeal to for three hours. None. There is no way. None. Absolutely none. All right. <clears throat> Shannon Baszler crashed Alexis
2: playground. Are you excited to hopefully see Alexa Bliss get
1: back in the ring?
2: That was the only thing that made me actually care about Shayna Baszler Mm -hmm. again throughout the entire rest of the night. At all. Because I got a little excited, like, all right, there's the badass I want. Yep. There's the ass kicker that I want. Yep. And then they had the stare down. I was like, all right, I can get behind this. I can get into this. Yep. That's oh. Yeah, that's it,
1: because other than that, they've completely mucked it up. This woman's a two-time NXT Women's Champion, was was a legit star. And By the way, she, like Ronda Rousey, is a legit fighter, a legit fighter that could tell a story. And instead, they have her out there Reginald. The only thing that this could possibly do, and I don't know why we had to go this route to do it, is if you get Alexa Bliss back in the ring for a legit feud with Lily and all that... I can tolerate it, but the problem with Alexa Bliss is going to be if it's anything like the Randy Orton match or her last few matches, it's going to be too hokey to show what Shayna can do. It's complete because again, you know, I I know that I mention Undertaker far too often on this show, but it sure worked. Even though it was super hokey, you want to know why? Because when it got in the ring, it was it was put up time. It wasn't let's trans you know teleport and move all over and. It was when it came down to trade soup bones, he could do it. And so that's what helped establish that, oh, yeah, he's the dead man, and he can do all these things, but if you get him in the ring, good luck beating him. Uh, I, I just, Mr. McCarthy, do you, what do you think about the fact that Shannon Bazer's probably going to face Alexa Bliss, because I already went off about the whole Reginald thing. It was so stupid.
0: I mean, Yes, if gets Alexa Bliss back in the ring, sweet. But like you said, I'm a little worried it's going to go way too hokey and not showcase what Shania Basler's good at. She's not good at hokey nonsense. She's good at kicking your ass. Yep. Let it her was- kick your ass. Let her kick ass. She was the hottest thing going. This and is then- why I went on
2: an entire soapbox for like three months of you know give the women a chance. It wasn't because they weren't you know, being given an actual chance. It's because they were given stupid-ass storylines like this. It's ridiculous. Like you pointed out, she is a legitimate fighter. Could literally kick all three of our asses Easy. together yep. in one match. Yep. And I'm supposed to believe that this hokey BS is entertainment. It's not... I would rather watch her beat Reginald from pillar to post. Pillar to post, brother. Every day of the week than watch this. Because I know she could do it. Yep. She could rip his arm out of socket. I fully believe it. But no, we're supposed to believe that he could beat her. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yep. You know, it'd be a little I'd different. be asking for my release if I was her.
1: It'd be a little different if at least you would have beat Reginald. But no, it goes down as Reginald wins. And number one, he hasn't shown himself to be anything other than a fairly respectable athlete with all the flips he was doing. I'll give him that. But as far as actually can I wrestle... He's with
2: talented. I- if you put him in a ring, I would actually not be surprised if it's not a damn good match. Because he's actually pretty talented. But, it, but they keep sticking him with women as a side, it, side joke.
1: Like, if if they're going to go Nia Jax... Regional and low angle, fine. Let's do it, and I can get. I'll I'll live with that, because you know I'll have some fun. But damn it! But damn it! Like then, commit to it. Don't cheat. If if you're going to go that route, then make sure it's them and not him and I Jax. Don't muck up the rest of the roster with it. It it doesn't it doesn't work like that. Aegis Styles and Omos. uh, They you know they ended up defeating. And Elias Riker, because Elias abandoned Riker. Apparently, they're D-U-N done. Uh, I don't know where you head now,
2: because... I think they want to make Riker a main star.
1: There's no... He can't be a main
2: star. He can go after the United States title, can't he? Uh, well, pff, perhaps, but... The United States veteran going after the United States title?
1: It may, yes, it would make sense a year ago. Yeah, that's true. But we've... we uh, that horse has left the barn, Cowboy. Thanks to his, and you're entitled to whatever view you want in this country. I'm not one of those, whatever. That's fine. But thanks to his public comments, the shine's off the apple.
2: Yeah, I can't disagree with that. The
1: shine is off the apple.
2: Can't disagree.
1: And he's not nearly as talented and charismatic to like Matt <coughs> Middle to make you ignore, essentially, those yeah. heinous comments. Yeah. Again, entitled to whatever view you want in this country, I'm not here to tell someone how to think. But you do have to think when you represent a company. You know, he's he's not going to... He's not punching a 9-to-5 job. In which case, he's entitled to whatever view or lack thereof. You know what I mean? But when you work for the WWE and the point is to get over with all the audience, all, of all colors, creeds, and beliefs, doesn't work for me, brother. Uh... Mason T-Bar, <sighs> why are they still Mason T-Bar?
2: I don't know. I, I'd almost rather them just call them straight up Retribution and let it be that. Retribution without Ali. Yeah.
1: Cool. It's like the NW of Shawn Michaels. Um, Mr. McCarthy, why are Mason T-Bar still Mason T-Bar? I Because
0: I, I, that's Dio Man and Doc I And I think both of those are like marketable names. If they were marked, like, Dijakovic was perfectly fine in NXT. Yep. Nobody had any issues. You know so, that yes, young man, they that should, young should revert back, back to their original names.
1: That young man said his goal for 2020 was to wrestle the Undertaker.
0: As Dominic Dijakovic
1: at the time. And that was somewhat plausible. Maybe you never know. Do you think the Undertaker would come anywhere near getting back in the ring for T-Bar? <laughs> T bar T-bar versus the Undertaker. <laughs> and the Undertaker's last match for real this time. Yeah.
2: Maybe if I mean, they put Maven. even worse, it could have Maven.
1: Too. That's when he had gas left in the tank, though. <laughs> uh, Ricochet defeated Sheamus, and then Humberto Carrillo defeated Sheamus. Okay, Bully gets his come up. It's, how about that broken nose, though, Napper?
0: Damn! Damn. I am shocked and appalled that you would call Seamus a bully when that bully, Humberto Carrillo, legitimately broke yeah. Seamus' nose on purpose. That's a bully move. All Seamus ever does is prove his greatness. That's not being a bully. That's being a man of his word Proving how great the Celtic warrior truly is. You're, you're those not wrong. Irish people you can, you won't stand for people calling him a bully. Show.
1: You're not wrong. Uh, I love that Seamus said, couldn't lace me boots. He, he said, you two couldn't lace me boots. I was like, yes, sir. They took the dime from me pants. Took the dime from me pants. Or you took the dime from me pants couldn't lace me boots uh, I, I am I'm thrilled with it no doubt about it uh, look the broken nose Seamus Sheamus another spinal stenosis is what he deals with like Sting and Seamus. and no disrespect to Sting Seamus is still a full time performer at this stage and he's still damn good at it he is a great white damn it. he's a great white shark and uh, I hope I hope to heavens that he gets one more small run with the WWE Championship or Universal Title if he goes over to SmackDown in the latest draft. Uh, anybody object to that? No, one more. Really. Okay, uh, Cedric Alexander defeated Southern Benjamin. We see it for the third, third time, and now this ba- this makes it two uh, one Cedric. So hopefully that's over. But I got a feeling of hell in a cell, pre-show style.
2: Nah, we're going NBA rules.
1: Okay, fine. Game seven.
2: <laughs> um, uh, Manny
1: Rose and DeBanner Brook defeated Naomi Amana. Who cares? Who cares?
2: A lot of this show felt like a repeat, didn't it?
1: Yeah, be, that's what I'm talking about. I think the month of June is going to be the toughest month of wrestling we've watched in a long-ass time. It's, it felt like we
2: got the same Raw three weeks in a row.
1: I think the month of June is going to be hard because they're like, you know what, we'll save it for when fans are back. I think Mother month of June is going to be tough, boys. Mustafa Ali approached Mansoor with some cryptic advice. I did like this segment. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I did too. <laughs> actually. Uh, Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on Mustafa Ali cropping back up and, and uh, giving a little advice to Mansoor?
0: I think that this is a really good pairing. Mustafa Ali can really lead Mansoor to the promised land, if you will, of pro wrestling if they give him the ball and let him run with it like we all know he can. Cause even he made like retribution slightly better. At least we had Mustafa Ali on the microphone. It, yeah. Very slightly because it was a terrible angle, but, and what this can also do is continue the trend of middle Eastern descendant wrestlers being oh, heels, not just because they're from middle Eastern descent. Like Ali has done. He could teach Mansoor that style of being a real heel, not just outrage American, we don't like you because you're different heel, but legitimately earning heel heat. I think this is a perfect match.
1: I have to agree. Uh, Thoughts on this segment, Mr. Napper? Where am I to be heading?
2: Uh, I agree with everything you guys said. I. Hope it's with them together as a pairing. I agree with McCarthy. I think it'd be a good pair. I think it'd be a nice tag team and get Mustafa back in
1: the game yeah. uh, as a as a kind of as a kind of bitter mentor. It works. Uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. All right. Lastly, for Raw, Randy Orton defeated Xavier Woods uh, with the Bro Derek.
2: Actually, I like this a lot too. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh,
1: I'm not sure how I feel about the new Randy Orton mustache goatee combo. <laughs> uh, um, not sure on that
2: he looked like an older ec3 yeah
1: (laughs) he's controlling his own narrative boys uh (sighs) mr mccarthy thoughts on this match and thoughts on the new
0: uh facial hair game of randall keith orton oh i think both were legit the match was great (laughs) <laughs> and Randy is really growing out that facial hair. Looking, he's grabbing the Just for Men spiffy. for too. Exactly, the Just for Men, making it look nice, ready to take those tag team championships or destroy Matt Riddle with a punt. Who knows? Because it's Randall Keith Orton, and he's just going to do what he wants.
2: Apparently they thought Randy looked too young, so he had to grow out the facial hair. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, be that grizzled yeah. young... Yeah, I was, maybe he's like, look, you got a lot of gray in your beard now. I made Mark touch it up. Come on. You made Edge touch it up. Come on. Got to be fair. <laughs> Player still dyes his hair, damn it. Uh, so, mm. I, 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 uh, I love this match. If anything, it might have went <laughs> a little too long. Hmm? It might have went a little too long in the match. It went a little while. Okay. But, uh, and... I want RK Bro merch, people. Want it? Sell it to me. I want matching scooters,
2: but I don't think that's ever going to happen.
1: You never know. Maybe SummerSlam special entrance. Uh, all right, that's it for Monday Night Raw. Well, before we close this show down, I want to get your thoughts, boys. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on on the rumored SummerSlam card. You know, some some rumors I've heard.
2: Bring
1: it. Uh, you know, because I think Bobby Lashley. Well, this is all heading. Unfortunately, for all you people that. Don't like the name I'm about to say, suggest, mention. You know, that fellow that probably doesn't want to care for coronavirus or any vaccination records. His name is Brock Lesnar. And suddenly his name's being brought up again a whole hell of a lot. And fans are about to come back. They're going to do SummerSlam in a big stadium on a Saturday night. I think Brock Lesnar's waltzing in after taking 16 months off and getting the title. He's cashing his chips in. Do you think I'm correct in that? Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins money in the bank again. Because that's going to have hope fans. Oh not. Uh, I really do. But hold, that's going to have
2: fans. I know, yep. but damn, let's not do that
1: again. Well, as much as I
2: loved boombox rock, boombox, rock, yes. Like no, please. Let's give that opportunity to somebody else. I have I I will deal with Brock showing up and getting the title shot because he's Brock freaking Lesnar. I'm okay with that.
1: Greatest athlete you've ever
2: seen on this planet. Let's, let's not waste the... Because to me, at that point, I, I, I think it is a waste. I think it's a waste on Brock. Yes, they played out the story of, you know, he's got the championship, he's a threat to everybody. He's a threat no matter what. Let's, I, let's not...
1: I agree. I agree because they should just be honest about what his contract is. If he shows up, they should work that into an angle. If he decides he wants to show up, he gets the belt. Uh... You Have him heard?
2: threaten Adam Pierce. Yeah, like yeah. it's not that just hard to believe. All of a
1: sudden there Heyman is in, in the locker room one day with Pierce, the next week I told you I wanted a shot.
2: And Pierce is hanging man. from like a fish yeah, hook yeah, or something. Yeah, just, like
1: just just you either give
2: me a shot or else and then suddenly he gets his shot. Puts you're right. In a tank with like cement. Like you're did right. But
1: one thing about Brock sure. Lesnar when it comes to wrestling is he's a lazy individual, and the laziest way to do this is all right. Let me come on back in, and I'm going to just grab the briefcase somehow or another. Like oh, this maybe it'll pop in my hands. And he's because he doesn't care. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts? Do you think Brock Lesnar's waltzing back in the main event picture here
0: with fans coming back? I think, of course, he's walking back into the main event yeah, glory, when the fans come back, and and I think you're overthinking this. He doesn't have to threaten Pierce. He doesn't have to bring up his contract. All he has to do is walk out on stage, and the champion that Bobby Lashley is. Because he has gone on record in KFABE and non KFABE that this is the match he came back for. Yep. You don't have to do anything, it all writes itself. Yep. Plus,
2: I know they said that they weren't going to do rematches, but please, if there's one guy that's going to weasel his way into a.
1: Heyman's a hell of a negotiator. Brock freaking Lesnar. Yeah, Heyman could even go, I was writing the show when we did that, and I, you know, so I'm not writing it anymore. Rematch. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, you know, so. hey Bruce. Yeah. Do I get another title shot?
1: I'm not writing it anymore. My stuff's out the window. Um, and you and,
2: just see them in the back room with like one hand on Bruce's shoulder.
1: Because Brock Lesnar <laughs> does what Brock Lesnar wants to do. Lastly, for SummerSlam, then we got to bring her home. The heavy implication seems to be, as long as Mr. Hollywood can find a way to come on home where he belongs. It's starting to look like we might get Roman Reigns versus the man that was ahead of the table for 15 years to the point of nauseam for many, old John Cena. Do you want to see John Cena versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship, yes or no? Will it happen, Napper? Yes, I want
2: to see it, and
0: yes, it will happen. Mr. McCarthy. Yes, it would be great because that Roman can finally take his rightful place as head of the table by knocking off John Cena because John Cena is too busy to stick around for too long. Yeah, He's got he too much going on. You
1: already knocked him off once. So maybe this is going to do it, to it again. Wanted to see if he could keep up with the kid. I, at least
2: he can cut a promo now. A little better. A little bit uh, better. Uh,
1: I got to tell you, if this match happens at SummerSlam, I think Cena wins. Get that seventeenth world title back in front of fans. breaks Flair's illustrious record. I don't think it would last long. I think he'd drop it like the next pay per view. I bet he drops it to Edge. It, it, it nothing. What's a but the bigger poke of Doom? There, that's it. He beats
2: Roman for the title. Edge wins money in the bank.
1: And there you go. He has ten minutes to celebrate seventeen world titles. All of a sudden, you think you know me. Boom. Ball game. Book it. Book it, pal. All right, boys. What do you... Right, last question for you, McCarthy. we got to go home. Would you be egregiously upset if John Cena wins that illustrious, elusive 17th world title at SummerSlam and ends the run of the head of the table?
0: I mean, so I would don't think I'd find too much of an issue with it. Because, like you said, if it even does happen, then it would be a relatively short reign. And... Let's be honest, if anybody deserves to beat Ric Flair's record, it would probably be him.
1: Mister, all go no quit. John freaking Cena, please! Give it to me! I don't want anyone to break that record. But if anyone's going to do it, and somebody's going to do it, it needs to be John Cena. Why? Why? Because imagine the heads explode. And he's way better than Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega.
0: Just saying the business i think that's better- egregious
1: it's facts
2: all right boys and girls any final words Napper, before we go home i would love to see it happen i think he deserves it every record is meant to be broken this one as much as i i agree with you i, I don't necessarily want to see it broken but if anyone deserves it, it is john Cena. it's mr john Cena. i
1: mean he disappears naturally Uh, Mr. McCarthy, any final word? 17 world titles for John Cena. How's it sound? There's a definite ring to it. I'll give you that much. We'll see. We shall see. With that, boys and girls, with that, Buckle Brigade, I'm Logan Morris. That's been Travis Knapper. That's Mr. McCarthy. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday, 5 to 8 on Hilton Wrestling, and one more time for old times' sake. I've been told I can't do this for much longer. If you need a custom-made shirt or a custom-made cap, don't forget to call Mojo Sports Gear at 614-864-6656. One more time, that's 614-864-6656. Or check them out at their website, MojoSportsGear.com. We out of here, Loganites. Thanks, Mojo.